Yulot. You listen to Garage Hammer. Episode 89. On tonight's episode, the Mamlings have a whole bunch of voicemails, and then they sit around talking about how they write their army lists. So shut it! I'm listening to me show! Welcome to the Garage U Tools. A very good morning, afternoon, and evening to you for the next three hours or thereabouts. We're going to do the best we can to keep you informed, entertained, and perhaps have a laugh or two along the way. Bringing you dwarf wish listing, Wapaka excitement, and general list building. I'm your garage sidekick, Chris Yu. <laughs> Can I say that? And I'm the one who knocks. Garage sidekick. You know what? It's so funny. Christopher would get so sensitive when anybody would mention that. Really? Well, we were 50 50. That sure. was the point. And he would get so upset. So then, when like twice this week, someone's like, "Oh, stay white," and his sidekick. I'm like, "No, dude, he's not the sidekick." He said, especially. I don't. It, I think it bothers you a lot more than it bothers me. I, well, I, but, I'm glad. but I appreciate the sentiment. Yeah. Well, I mean, and honestly, I mean, you do. I think people don't realize. I mean, you're always telling, "Well, Dave does the bulk." He does. First of all, I never shut up, and then well, Dave does the editing and and runs the runs the site and stuff like that. But but I, I think you you have such a strong personality that I think yeah. people can't help. But <laughs> and, and I'm more laid back, and I'm okay yeah. with that. So. But uh, seriously, the, the 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 creativity that you've brought to the show is what has changed. The, I mean, the show has changed so much uh, in the last stop year. It. Let's uh, let's talk about sponsors. This, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, we're done stroking each other's yeah, egos. Right. Let's get on with the show now. So, as always, we need to take a moment to thank our sponsors, Unique Gifts and Games in Grays Lake, Illinois. Mierce Miniatures. How's that spelled? M-I-E-R-C-E Miniatures.com. Mantic Games. M-A-N-T-I-C. Games. Games. Guild Painting. Dot com. And Battle Foam. Protecting... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Army. Nice. Everybody knew it was coming. I know. I, I got tripped up on that. One. I don't know why. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, so we do have some shout outs. All right. Today we got a bunch of shout outs actually. Good stuff, um, I hope. Yeah, I mean some really nice friendly stuff and a few other things. Um but okay, first one um comes from listener Jeremy Srofe. I, th- I think that's how you pronounce it, S-R-O-F-E. Mm-hmm. Um, his gaming club is doing a 2,800-point tournament in March to benefit the Oregon Food Bank. Oh, good cause. Uh, he wanted to get a mention on the podcast. Uh, there's information posted in a thread at ordofanaticus.com. That will be uh, – I'll have a link to that in the show notes. It has all the info, and um, I got the flyer in the players pack. I've just sort of basically been flipping through it. Uh, he said, basically, thanks for the time. He loves the podcast. Keep up the good work and the awesome book reviews. I still think our book reviews kick ass. I enjoy Whether doing they're too them. long good. or not, they're just fun. <laughs> I, I like that people like them. Yep. Um, and basically, Team America Warhammer Police presents Food for the Blood God. And that's their that's their tournament. And um, it's going to be at a place called Ancient Wonders in Tualatin? T-U-A-L-A-T-I-N? Sure. Um, and like I said, there will be a link to all this. It's 2,800 points, no comp, out of the book event with a twist. Um, <laughs> apparently, M. Night Shyamalan is writing the rules back because there's a twist. <laughs> uh, you can bring five cans of food or 10 bucks to get in. So it's actually free if you bring food. 
Uh, tournament rerolls can be purchased at a rate of one can per reroll. No limit of how many rerolls you can no buy. No limit. The more you wow. buy, the more people can help. You can help. You can also purchase a one time per tournament. Use extra dispel scroll. One per wow. tournament. Use extra dispel scroll. Even demon players for ten bucks. So ten bucks, you get an extra dispel scroll once in the tournament. As a up and coming demon player, how do you feel about that? Up and coming demon. You mean as a, as a guy who reads the book? Well, well if, you're going to be playing if, demons. The, if I'm playing and the money's going to charity. Yeah. I mean, I would probably buy it for any for the army. Cause. Yeah, just okay. for the cause. But I mean, since demons don't get one, I think that's. I mean, yeah. Why not take one once a tournament? I mean, it's just funny the idea of like. Demons getting access to this dispel scroll by donating food to your local food pantry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not very demonic. Well, well, you need to plump up those humans for when you eat oh, them later. <laughs> Papa Nurgle's at work there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Give them to the gout. There we'll you go. Them. Right. <laughs> Pump them up. Uh, they only have room for 20 players. Uh, and basically, um, it's, it's it's your typical uh, rules. Oh, gosh. Okay, here. So you can get the tournament dispel scroll once per tournament, which you don't think is a lot, but man, how many times is that, you know? I think it could be huge. Yeah. They have, you can, instead of the extra dispel scroll, you can purchase the one time Severe's hex scroll, the frog scroll. Okay. That's 30 bucks, though. Now, Oof. I mean, once again, for charity, I'd probably just buy the regular dispel scroll, sure. but the frog scroll, you know. You can pick pick that up for thirty bucks. I, I wonder if that means that their local scene, their meta, gets a lot of mileage out of the, the, that frog scroll. You got a, the, the one time you used it against me, you destroyed me with it. Uh, I failed, right. and I turned into a frog, and I could not turn back. Well, that was, that was against just, your um, my VC. With you, you, you turned the, the Strigoi, Ghoul King. Was I it? think no, I thought it was a necromancer. Oh, was it? but okay. still, I should have gone for the ghoul king. But yeah, it was yeah. the necromancer. The, the ghoul king would have been easier because he's only a level one. Right, but you precisely. tried it against the level four, and you still and got I managed it. to do yeah. it. Right, and then when you turn into a frog, you're like, oh, let's go squash a <laughs> right. frog. Um, it's it's three rounds, one day. So um, and at twenty eight hundred points, that's, yeah, I like that. They've got uh, uh, watchtower, battle line, and. Uh, something else here oh a meeting engagement so like i said there'll be a link on the show notes to that but uh, they asked if we could uh, let people know about that absolutely and i just thought the uh you know getting in for cans and unlimited re-rolls for the cans you bring in someone's going to walk in with just boxes of cans oh seriously good head to aldi or walmart and just buy those cases of soup you know yeah <laughs> or, or you know if you're ryan nickel and you work for hormel just show up with Kansas spam. Speaking of which, I hope. Well, this is going to be coming out right when we're at PACA, so it's too late to ask for spam on this episode. <laughs> I, but, I've already asked. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. It's so good. <laughs> it, is. it is so good. Um. So uh, okay, next email. This one came from David Hodgman. Uh, he just. I just got this the other day. Uh, here's the way I'm reading this. Every once in a while, we get emails from people, and I don't read every email we get on the air. Uh-huh. But this one. Hey, guys, I just found your podcast this past week and have listened to every single episode from 2013 already. Jeez. No kidding. Dude, at three hours an episode, 24 episodes, that's 72 hours. It's pretty good work for one You break one that week. up into a week. I know. That's like 10 hours of, of our nonsense yeah, a day. Yeah, a day. That's, <laughs> that's, Dave, you're not sick of us yet? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks for the great experience. You've really gotten me jazzed up about the hobby and gaming. I enjoy your lore and game reviews of the new books, and I'm looking forward to your lore reviews of the other books. 
Your ESPN style game commentary is also <laughs> enjoyable. I'm telling you, those you did a good job with that. I have so much fun. We have to do that more. We I seriously. Agree. I mean, not every other episode or anything like that, but. I, I think if we do, we go over the top with it. Yeah, you know playing I mean? the games and just and, constantly yeah. announcing everything. And uh, you already come up with some ideas, again, the, adding that creative side, which we didn't get to put into Triumph and Treachery, but we'll definitely be in on some we'll of the further ones. It. I'm going to have so much fun with that. It's going to be a good time. Um, okay, and then we got one more. One more, and um, this is from Michael Althauser. And uh, he shot us a donation and uh, oh, thanks, Mike. said, here, uh, keep up the great work on the podcast. He's wondering if he can get a shout-out for his Etsy shop, Grayed Out. And that's G-R-E-Y-E-D-O-U-T dot Etsy dot com. You know what Etsy is, right? I have no idea. It's like people who make crafts and make, and make things. They can, you can sell them there. Like okay. Heather makes jewelry. She sells some of that stuff on okay. Etsy. Okay, all right. Um, he makes high-quality dice bags in a variety of fabrics to suit your gaming needs. In fact, mm. you know my uh, the bag that I use for my uh, ma- the magic cards. Yeah. The uh, that was from Rain Dog. His I think his wife. Oh. You know, I think I think that was where she sold hers on Etsy. Okay, it's like you can go there and find all sorts of stuff. There's all mm. there's stuff that's really cool and really nice, and then there's stuff that you're like, oh my god. <laughs> Heather got a there book. Could be a Heather got a novelty it. book for Christmas called Regretsy, and it was just oh, like going geez. through and finding some of the. It's a, it's a whole industry. most bizarre stuff. Yeah, it's a, whole about. Of, oh, wow. it's a whole website of just if you make if you have a craft if you make something, you just you can you can get an account, throw it up there, and and see if people want to buy. Is that it. a term or an acronym for something? No idea. It's oh. I don't do it. You know. But uh, like that's my father in law, like he works in his garage. He makes all sorts of little. He's a handyman. He sure. makes all sorts of little weird craft stuff. And every once in a while, like Heather will see like really nice, and he's like, "You think we could sell these?" Because he's retired. He makes yeah. a little extra cash. She'll throw them up there, and they'll sell. Huh? It's there's cool stuff. So have to check it out. But uh, he's got uh, you know all sorts of dice bags and different variety of fabrics. He's always happy to do custom commissions. He also offers dice bags with screen-printed designs on them for a variety of armies and factions. Mm. Each dice bag stands open on the tabletop and holds about 150 dice. So you can find it, like I said, grayed out, and I just spelled it, and I'll put a link to that one in the show notes as well. And that's uh, grayedout.etsy.com, gray with an E. Leave off the last S for savings. So... So, um, very nice. Thanks, Mike. Those are the emails. That site. Now, hey, Chris, did you know that we have voicemail? What? <laughs> voicemail? Tell me about voicemail. I shall. We have voicemail, and you can get our voicemail and leave us a message on the show by calling 1 757 GHO6. That's 1 757 GHO6. Call now. Actually, pause the show, call, and then come back. That's what I'm saying. Right. That's exactly what I'm saying. Um, but we did get a call. We got a new voicemail. Uh, this one's from Travis Potts, and um, Travis was calling from Scotland. Overseas. Yes. So we got Very another, nice. which you would call 001757GHShow6. <laughs> so um, I'm going to play Travis's uh, voicemail right now. G'day, guys. This is uh, Travis calling from Scotland in the UK just thought I'd leave you guys a message uh, thought what the hell not big fan of the show, great work, listen to it all the time when I'm driving around the highlands of Scotland doing various things for my job, um, obviously I'm not Scottish, I'm an Aussie, I've got a big audience both north and south of the border just a bit of feedback um, really a big fan of the show and two things I wanted to uh, 
I like well, you guys. First of all, uh, love your work on the fluff. Love the fluff. Um, particularly, I think um, the idea you had of going into some of the fluff of the army books on your show is really good. I really enjoyed listening to it. In particular, the wonderful philosophical discussion that you had a few episodes ago about the nature and the philosophy of love uh, as applied to um, uh, Malachi's mother, Meraki, and the whole dark elf. Uh, is she in love? Is she not? Is she, would she do it? Is she a demon of Slanesh? That was a great conversation. Really enjoyed that. Made me laugh quite a lot as I was driving uh, somewhere between Aberdeen and Oban in Scotland. Absolutely brilliant. And another thing, um, the other point I want to bring up is your battle reports. Also, I think this is really good. The way you're doing it is really good. Just because we can't see what's happening on the table, in a, obviously in a radio program, um, it doesn't matter. I think the rolling of the dice, you get the feel of the game. I was driving just yesterday somewhere uh, near Glasgow, and I was hearing the dice roll on the, on the car stereo. I was in the game. I felt like I was there. It was really good. So keep working on those battle reports. I think they're, they're quite entertaining, um, particularly for me as, as I'm driving all over the bloody place. So great work all together. Really like the show, like the dynamics. Um, yeah, I'm really glad I got to leave a message on your, your voicemail. So keep up the good work, everyone. And, um, yeah, Bloody Ripper. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bloody Ripper. Thanks, Travis. That was, a, that was a great message. That was a great message. That was fantastic. What, is, what does Bloody Ripper mean? Heck if I know. What, amazing? Good uh, job? Well, someone will tell us now that we've asked. I suppose. There's, you know, we always have uh, listeners will always give us that info. I would be curious to get Travis's feedback on our triumphant treachery episode because that's chock full of games. Oh, oh no, that's kidding! Nonstop gamer. Now, it sounded like he said his name was Tavis. I hope I didn't mistype it when I did that. So if we just if we're calling you Travis and it's Tavis, uh, I apologize. So, of course, if we're getting it right, then that's good too. There you go, so <laughs> Mr. Potts. We can call Mr. Him. Potts. They call me Mr. Tibbs. <laughs> right. um, yeah, uh speaking of triumph and treachery, you know what? Mm. You know, um let's why don't we uh take our quick break and then we'll come back cuz we've gotten a lot of feedback on that and yeah. there's a few things I wanted to talk about real just shortly about sure. it because I think after the game, you know, when we actually discussed it, yeah. we were both I think we all were sort of and we, it, the game took like quite a while, a lot longer took, than yeah, the editing while. was, and we were also jazzed from just playing it. That I don't think we had a time to sit down and really sort of discuss some of oh, the, so go some of the cool elements, not okay. the game itself, but just the what made it. Yeah, so cool. Sure. So we'll be right back, and we'll do that. Folks, it's Dave. Are you looking for that special model to add to your army? A monstrous creature or maybe a character model? Something unusual that not everybody else is fielding on their table? Well, then you should check out Mears Miniatures at MearsMiniatures.com. Their Darklands line is full of some of the most fantastic creature models you'll ever see. And with the success of their recent Kickstarter... Those models will be perfect for you to play in their forthcoming Darklands game. So whether you're looking for a new skirmish level game to play with lots of cool monstrous creatures, or you're just looking for that extra special model to add to your existing games line, Mears Miniatures is really worth your time. Check them out at Mears-Miniatures.com, and seriously guys, you'll be glad you did. 
back, 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 back. All right. So. So you wanted to talk some post-game triumph and treachery, now that the dust has settled. Yeah. First of all, I'm just glad people are liking it. I mean, we've been getting some decent feedback on it. Um, uh, yeah, it's surprising that uh, it it came across so well. I was afraid that you know you wouldn't be able to follow it. And I've never taken so long in editing a show. I mean, there was there was there was little technical problems. You guys keep turning off your mics. I, know. I was guilty of that for a little. Because while. you're like, well, you know, I don't want to get too much noise or feedback, and I appreciate that when we're doing stuff here. Mm. But like you guys forgot to turn your mics back on, so suddenly like we'd lose like someone for half of their turn. I wonder, you know, on TV they have the throat mics that you can just pin to your shirt. Uh huh. Would that would something like that work for this? If I could figure out a way to hook them up properly, I was even thinking those headphones with the mics built in, like we use when we play Xbox or when we I'm on Skype, like the right. one. But I don't know. I mean, part of the reason that we didn't know was because we weren't we the, weren't no headphones. We, we didn't listen. have headphones on, yeah. so we didn't know how we were coming across. Right. And part of that is the headphone cords are only about three four right. feet long. I, I'm gonna have to buy some extensions for these. Sure, you know, and then yeah, that that would be key. And then if you we do could, that, then because then yeah, then we'd know we'd be able to hear our, each other. But so it went through that, and there was just so many dead spots in it and stuff mm. when I was cutting through. I mean, but you would never know listening to it because you're editing magic. Oh, <laughs> tighten it up. Now you stop. Now it's your turn. <laughs> um, but man, and here's the thing: is one of the key elements that I, I know people who don't like battle reports always say. You know, you're saying this. I did this. I did that. And in the beginning, Chris and I used to talk about our games. We would talk about each turn. Sure. I, I wheeled half an inch. And, and people are like, I can't picture all that crap in my right. head. And so on the, a few episodes, I've sat there. We've we've included the pictures, and we've literally tried to describe it. Like I said, like a sporting event. Right. He's coming over the hill. This, yeah, that, yeah. the other. I couldn't. Keep tra- and it, literally after about I think the third turn I was forgetting to say like where people were moving and stuff because I was so into what's going on in the game right. and checking my As cards. A player, sure. So I was just hoping. I, I, eventually, I'm like, I hope nobody cares that they can't exactly tell what's where because at some point I think it didn't matter. I was just hoping that people got that we were having a really good time, and that's the key. I think. For the most part, it was hard to follow. I mean, a game between two people is hard to follow. A game with four people, <laughs> impossible. So I think we, as long as people are into the emotion of the game. and I got a couple of comments on Harrison's voices uh, deep in. A change in. Yep. Yeah, Greg's like, I think I'm going to have to go back to some of the old episodes he's in and listen to see how much it changes. I think episode 100, we're going to have to have a look back and play a little clips of Harrison when he's on. I really like the high elves and they're great. <laughs> Now he's like, okay, I'm coming in. I'm riding right. into this. <laughs> Harrison has grown up on the air. He's, he's like one man. of those child stars, except he's not going to wind up robbing a liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> end up on, on Maury or something. Exactly. Talk show. No, don't end up on Maury because right. the only thing Maury does is, hey, that baby ain't mine. <laughs> so, you know, my brother-in-law DVRs that show. <sighs> when Heather stays home from work, like if she or she works from home, like she'll be working up in her room, our room. And uh, I'll go up there to TV Beyond, and it's like Maury, and I'm just like, uh, that drives me out of the room. I can't watch it. I, you know, and it's because that's all the show is. I didn't realize that every episode is right. people coming in yeah, and DNA topical. test it's to see the who one. their baby is. Right. So, um, so back to trying for you know, yeah. <laughs> Well, here's the. I mean, God, I had so much fun. Like I, when I, when you said it was the most fun you've ever had playing Warhammer, mm-hmm. I was actually a little shocked um, because. I know that we've had games where we sit down there, and I've loved just the, the – and I know people say you can't compare Warhammer to chess because there's too much sure, random. Right. But you and I, we sit there, and especially, like I said, we've both sat there 
and literally with our movement phases, sitting there and, and positioning and moving and trying to get that inch on each other. I, I love the, the, the head-to-head, one-on-one kind of mental game aspect of it. Yeah. I, I love that part, and I always will. But this is such an interesting twist on it because now you're you're countering not one person but four other people. Yeah. And their personalities factor into it. Huge. Oh, yeah. So I, it opens up the door to... You know, it's so it's, much. It's so different. I mean, it's just not regular Warhammer. It's not. And it, I really think GW hit it out of the park with this I one. totally I agree. I really agree. And you know what it's really done? <laughs> I really agree. Yes, I agree with myself. That's great. <laughs> Good job, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> what, it, what it has really done is opened up the door for me. I don't know about you, but I've started painting and thinking about lists that are I would never have entertained before i saw you talking about that on twitter you're like oh i I paint this guy not good in a regular game savage orc warlord yeah optimal no but who cares exactly but i plan on using them because triumph of treachery is the place to use it yeah oh see i'm having such a thing with this because we're going to play that thousand point game and just take it i i hate vc at a thousand points because my characters are so expensive Mm -hmm. and i just i don't play like those low point games but that's what i have cheap Options on characters, uh, I think that are pretty good. Like that White King, he's pretty good at uh, right. Not but I've got. To, I have to take someone who can play Cast. Lord. Of, I've, I've sure. got to have a caster. I mean, that just because it's essential for the way that my uh, my playstyle is. That's the rules. Everyone at a thousand points is going to be scrambling to get yeah. a caster in there. So level two, I think, is going to be common. I hope. Yeah, if I'm you just, bring magic at all, right? I'm just. I was just blown away by how much fun we were really having, and just. I mean, I've just, I've never, I don't think in the last four or five games we've done like more like, oh, right, no. yeah, right, you know, and it's everybody has a stake in it, you yeah, know? and it's yeah, it's not just one guy shouting. Even the guy who's getting completely screwed over is go is is yeah. is shouting and laughing because mm-hmm. it's like, well, first of all, it's not a serious game. You just can't take it serious. Is that that I think is the beauty of it because from the from the get go, you know, if I'm gonna I, if I take the super competitive list, mm, if you bring that to the table, you could get shelled. Right well, that's what we did. Everybody looked at Alex at Alex because, warriors. and I mean, it wasn't necessarily super competitive, but his stuff was tough. Like no one of us could have held up against him, mm. and we all looked at each other without a word. We just knew it's like that guy's going to squash us all. We all need to do something about right. him, and and we kind of went after. Him. And as soon as he got weak, then it was all of a sudden, oh, my giant's turning and coming towards you now. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I guess my cannon's turning toward you then. And I think that's the thing that sets you free is because anything can happen. You you can't put too much forethought or planning into your list building, your strategies. No. It, it kind of enables you to take off-the-wall stuff. If you listen to our game, there were so many times. I mean, I remember when I was shooting, you're like, well, why wouldn't you shoot at me? Why wouldn't you shoot at me? He had his one character just sitting there. Hmm. And I had shot him with one war machine, and it bounced. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, now this war machine definitely will hit. And he's like, nah, I'm calling Alliance. Right. I'm not doing this again. Because you're not going to roll a one to wound twice in a row. <laughs> right. And so now i got to go after somebody else, and it's like, well, that just totally screws up my whole plan. Plus, I like that every phase you're picking a different enemy. The cards are cycling through so fast. That's another key, too, because every phase, potentially everyone is involved. Right. Maybe you're not involved directly, but the person next to you is getting shot up. Well, that changes what you're going to choose to do. Well, and you, you score points, and it's like, it, you know, it says, you know, if you would score, like, you would score points as normal in a Warhammer game. Mm. So you've got to take out a unit. So the question becomes then, when I'm looking at your five-guy unit, can I take out the whole unit? Because if I take out three or four right, and he lives, then whoever gets the next turn is going to go after it and hit that, and they're going to score they the, points. the points. 
And then I'm sitting there. So now you've, I mean. It's a different kind of strategic thinking. Though. Yeah. There's a whole different thing going on here. And I just, it's so good. And we were talking earlier, um, you know, when you're sitting, if you get three players show up at someone's, or you get five players. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times we go to Grant's house for FetterCon and someone finishes up the game. We're sitting around watching another game. Right. And you never want to comment. Oh, you really need. To, why are you going up that way? You you need to go up the side, or like, or, or you you see something some, your opponent that the players are missing, and you would never butt into somebody else's game. But here, if you're going against Harrison and I'm the neutral player, I'm still involved in the game. I have no qualms saying, <laughs> "Dude, go after." I mean, we were all doing. And Alex, like, stop helping <laughs> the boy. Yeah, I remember that. Was like, well, no, don't don't cast it at that. Yeah, exactly. Why right? would you cast it that? What right. are you crazy? But we're all there, and that's where the personalities factor in. Because it's like, how much can you push that person before they, you know what I mean? Before they get really annoyed and oh, it's such a good big fun. Mike tweeted at me, you know, Amy's, he's like, I'm yelling at the radio in my car for you to roll for your minors, sir, too, because I'm forgetting them. Which you did. I totally forgot. Um, but seriously, and then I, I talked Harrison into not going after my war machines. Uh, which, you know, I was listening to that again. I'm like, oh, David, master politician. Okay. Next time that situation listens. comes up. He never listens. And I don't know why you didn't jump in and say something. I actually edited that down a bit because there's one part where you're like, oh, I didn't want to get in the middle of a father-son thing. And well, I'm like, that's, that's exactly it. But it's not a father-son but thing. Yeah, We're playing a game. Next I mean, time, you time I'm going to nail you to the like, wall on that one. Exactly. You're not getting I can't Nobody believe you got away with that. Nobody jumped in and told him not to. And I was like, all right, I got away with Next this one. Next time we will. <laughs> Next time we will. <laughs> well, you can pick up a couple hundred points, war machines, or you can go in the center and pick up a lot of points. Well, I, I've thought about that a lot. <laughs> what I would say next time, and believe me, you're not going to get away with that again, my friend. That was ridiculous. <laughs> he never listens to me. Anytime you've seen it, anytime I tell him what to do in a game, he does the exact. He, he kind of does opposite. The yeah. And this time, I'm like, really? There's all this other. St- I mean, he, there was potential for a lot more points from other things than those two war machines. The, the difference was get. Pocket some for sure points right away. And then scoot through. Because he could have rolled right. down my line, overrun, line. overrun, overrun, and scoot all my points. move for two turns and maybe get points later. <laughs> that was the trade-off. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's why, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next game for sure. Yeah, I'm, I can't wait to play again. Because it is, it's just, it, it's, I love playing Warhammer. Mm. Uh, but this is with no stress, yes. no worry about who's winning. This is all the best elements of Warhammer without any worries whatsoever. Yeah, no comp. Yeah, you know, no turn <laughs> playing fluffy. And- yeah, we're just and I mean, you could play with a bunch of guys and say everybody bring nails, everybody bring sixteen hundred points of nails, and if everybody does it, then you're all at but the I, same I think, boat. But again. I think the result, yeah, the result is the same. Right. Because those cards, I mean, they're going to wreck your day or make your day, depending yeah. on. That's the thing. If you're one of these people who you've got your tight, perfect list and you're tight and you, this is how I move it. Well, when we were on with, when we were, when we were on Healing Hammer's 100th episode, and <laughs> yeah. you know, I even said to Dad, I mean, he couldn't handle all the random at, uh, oh, at Whoops Apocalypse. Yeah. If you cannot handle the random, you may not have a fun time with this. Although I think you would. If you were with the right group of players, and they could prepare you and say, "Listen, don't don't come in here looking," you know. Well, I, I think when you realize that everyone's in the same boat, and it's the luck of the draw in terms of the cards, and you know, it, it's anyone's uh, whimsy, they can screw you. Yeah. I think once you realize that so much of it is out of your control, then 
Well, even in our turns, I think that's I went, set free. I went first in one round and last in the other round, mm. and you went last and then first. So you had like, um, did you have yeah. like two turns back to back? Something like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, or something like that, or two, uh, or turn and then not yours, then turn again. Right. You, I mean, you don't even know when you're going to go. Right. <laughs> so yeah, like, you, can't, you can't count on anything. So it's hard to break the system because yeah. the system inherently is broken. It's going exactly. to mess with everybody. It's, but one thing I was thinking about doing was the rule is you can only earn points for units of value of uh, 50 points or more, right? In, in increments of 50. Well, yeah, every 50 points of value, you get a 50-point token. Anything over that 50 that doesn't hit the next 50 is lost. All right, so 50, 100... 150. Right. One so, thing I was thinking about with orcs and goblins, taking a whole bunch of chaff units, all of which were less like, than 50. Well, but here's the thing then. If I can nail two... Oh, then that's, it's the net it's, for it's, the turn. It's at the end of the phase, all the points you've earned at the end of that phase. So you could destroy half a unit here and half a unit there. And get nothing. If I destroy half a unit, you, you don't earn But if points. you destroy like a single troll that's only worth 35 points, do you get 50 points for it? No. No, 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 no. You don't get anything. No, that's what I'm saying. Right. Run three what trolls I'm saying is, individually. Let's say, let's say, like during my shooting phase. Okay. Um, I take my grudge thrower and I take out your single troll. Right. Thirty-five points. Right. Then I take my cannon and take out your other unit single troll. Right. Thirty-five points. At the end of the phase, I've scored seventy total. So I get fifty. I get a fifty-point token. It's at the end of the phase you total up all the points destroyed you scored. Units. Destroyed units. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So it's so, not so just that the cheap unit thing won't, wouldn't work then. It it would work, but not for. I was try. I was imagining that could deny everybody points by feeling these super cheap. Yeah, well, see, yeah, I was rolling the same thing in my head, and I think, I mean, if you read the book, there's some really great stuff in Triumph and Treachery and little sidebars, like when it actually asks why don't why is the why are the neutral players just impassable terrain, right? And it's because when they said when they were playtesting, people were gaming the system. Oh, and, you can, and yeah, it's open purposely, so much abuse. Purposely yeah. putting it so that it would scatter, and if it sure. hits the purple sun, everybody. Yeah. yeah, and so they're like, no, they're they're not there. Nothing happens. Well, we didn't even think about it. I got in. You weren't my enemy, hmm. and I got within eight inches of your goblins. Do fanatics come out? And the fanatics didn't release they didn't because release in that case. you're not my enemy. You're a piece of impassable terrain. Right. You're not even there. So, so it, it adds so much texture to the game yeah. in that respect, doesn't it? Exactly. It's, oh, it's great. And so then I got, I kind of positioned myself to where I wanted to be, and then I, then I declared you as an enemy. So when they finally the came pop, out, I, right. they popped you out. Kinda, you could dictate kind of the timing. If you if you want to play that, because I still sure. was, I mean, the whole point was I got well within eight inches and right. then released them. I mean, you, you could have released them all straight at me, mm. but the odds are once I'm that close is that they'll go through and not stop or anything. Right. Well, they can't stop on you, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, There's yeah, all yeah. sorts you of stuff get, going yeah. on. Control the timing a little bit. It was just, oh, it was so good. Now, here's what I'm saying, though. We have to play some Storm of Magic. Okay. Okay. I, I've been thinking about this because okay. I know you're a huge proponent of it. Mm-hmm. And after my Triumph and Treachery experience, I will, I'm open to playing Storm of Magic. Okay, cool. Because, you know, I was talking to Braska from Skull Bros. Yep. And after Paca, he's painted up all his arcane fulcrums, the, okay. the four fulcrums. And they're going to be doing nothing but that for a few weeks, just playing. Really? St- because they've been having fun with Triumph and Treachery. They want to get away from tournament games and right. just play some stupid games. And that's what he said. You take suboptimal lists. You take a bunch of scrolls. You take some of those really ridiculous pointed items they have in there. Mm-hmm. It's the same concept, basically. Mm-hmm. It's a fun game. That's and I've played it and I had a blast because it's not Warhammer. It's you know the whole object is to control these fulcrums and kill your enemies' wizards and 
Maybe maybe it is Warhammer. <laughs> maybe it is. Yeah. Maybe it's what I think it is ultimately what they intended it to be. Yeah. I mean, they've moved. Here's the thing that, I, and this is just my personal opinion with Storm of Magic. I think Storm of Magic got a bum rap because for nine months we get no army books, and then we get one army book, and then we're waiting for something else, and we get all we, all we got was the Orcs and Goblins book. Right. And we're like, oh, come on. It's been almost a year, and then they put out a supplement, which. And remember, when you remember as well as I do, when 8th came out, people lost their minds about the magic phase. Yeah. Look at this. Look it's at this busted, miscast right. chart. This miscast chart will destroy you. All of these level 6 spells. Apocalyptic I mean, we did a, spells. Christopher yeah. and I did a, like a whole, we, we did those two episodes on the magic phase. And I remember we talked for about 20 minutes about how that episode, yeah. throwing a purple sun down a line of, of people with low initiative. I mean. I said, you but might as well just, if you get that on the first turn, we might as well just re-rack, re-rack and start it. over you, again. You've been victimized by that as of high. Once. Uh, yeah, once Same that here. happened. Yeah, and it can happen. And people were so sensitive to the magic phase. And so what does GW say? Listen, that's the whole point. It's supposed to be random. So here's right. what we're going to do. We're going to force it down your throat by making the magic phase even stupid. <laughs> on steroids. Exactly. <laughs> and people got really upset. And I think a lot of people got upset and didn't give it a chance. Because I know Christopher, even when we did our year in review, Mm-hmm. His, t- in fact, I remember before he came on and did our bottom three. He's like, "I got mine: Storm of Magic, Storm of Magic, and Storm of Magic." And he'd never played a game. He's like, "Well, I watched one game being played, and that's and that not my type of him. Warhammer." And yeah. I'm like, "You know," and that's a lot of people did that though. They said, "Well, sure. that's not war." You know, they, well, they had, a, I think, a bad taste in their mouth already from regular Warhammer Magic. This right, was just over the top. More exactly, and no one wanted to give it a shot. So we're going to have to do that one, and that might be a fun. That might be a fun live battle report, too. Right. I'm, I'm down for that. Big armies on the field, wizards on the fulcrums, just sure. throwing crazy, crazy spells. Yeah. Sure. So, uh, well, like I said, that's what I wanted to talk about because, like I said, it just just all the shouting and the cheering and the talking yeah. people into doing things. Because I remember when I was editing, Alex was like, quick, don't help the boy. And I'm sitting there listening going, maybe we shouldn't have helped him. I'm like, wait, why not, though? No, we should have helped him. I was just as – you should have helped him. I, yeah, I know I should have. Next time I will. <laughs> God. Just, just like the smug tone in your voice, like you, know, you could pick up a couple hundred more points for war machines here, but why would you? You go over there. I'm like, uh, I was a. You got away with highway robbery on that one. I was a. I was trying for treachery. Exactly. Say no more. It's exactly. So, so let me ask you for Wapaka. Quick, by the time this comes out, and it doesn't really matter. This, yeah, this will come out. I, I'm going to release this that Friday morning before we leave, so this should be out like a day early. I, I have my thousand point list already set. Have you? Not a chance. Really? Haven't, haven't written a thing. It's going to be something for my VC because I, we have limited space. I'm not bringing two armies. I gotcha. thought actually, I thought about just bringing like an all dryad list because mm-hmm. I've got like fifty or sixty of them, just and I figured it. that. But a none of it's painted, and b they're skirmishers, so that would be the biggest pain in the butt to get them up on the trays and move them around. They're not That'd magnetized be cool. yet. Be cool to see. Once I've got some magnetized trays and magnetized, because that's one of the four armies I'm keeping, right. I'm definitely going to be playing a bunch of that dryad stuff for trying, because that would be fun, I think. That would be fun, yeah. I'm thinking about bringing a ghoul list, though. Nice. Because my zombies are going to be useless. I'm not right. going to have enough magic to regrow stuff sure. that much. And you, you have to punch. Ghouls have the, well, they're only strength three, but they've got the poison sure. and the extra attacks. Yeah, yeah. So that's, I'm Pippa thinking about. Toughness. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So the list I have in mind, it's uh, four chariots, a pump wagon, unit of savages with a big stabba, and then the lord with um, the armor that gives him plus D3 toughness and impact hits. So everything in oh, the army nice. that I'm, is, is, everything has impact hits. Not a bad plan. So I think it'll be fun. Effective? Eh, who cares? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hold on one second. 
So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And you know what? It's so funny because the, I, even I said, and I'm not, I am not a uh, GW complainer. I'm, I, you know, everyone oh, knows I'm a fanboy. Yeah. Everyone knows I'm a fanboy. I, I don't like to think of myself as an apologist for them either. Like I thought, Triumph and Treachery was a bit overpriced. Mm-hmm. Eighty bucks seemed like a lot of money, but now that we've played it, I know we're going to get our money's worth out of that that game. I, I do too. I, I I mean, you said you're considering buying a copy so that way if you go somewhere and you're playing with other people, you have it. Right. You know, because I'm not always able to go out and I'm not always out. And rather than just people calling, like you said, you don't want to just be calling me up, Dave, I need your Triumph and Treachery. Right. Well, and, I think the, so, the hours of entertainment that you're going to have playing it, yeah, it's, it's going to more than pay for itself. And seriously, two of us in the same group shelling out 80 bucks for that game just right there, that speaks volumes as to how mm-hmm. much fun we had with it. Because mm-hmm. they did. They hit it out of the park. This was, This is what they've been pushing, that forging the narrative since the beginning. Oh, yeah. Because that game was all about the little stories about what we did. Me talking Harrison into doing that. Alex just... Me, me bad-moving his warriors, him ba- purple sunning oh, my trolls, exactly. you know, back and forth. Yeah, I've got a spawn. <laughs> <laughs> that's all he had. It reminded me of Charlie Brown. I got a rock. Uh, that's all I can... How the mighty warriors of chaos have fallen. <laughs> Both of you, you and Harrison, pulling the D-bag and being like, uh, yeah, you failed that rally move. <laughs> and then he doesn't get a turn for like all this time. And by that time, this card is cycled around again. You're like, yeah, you're still not rallying <laughs> right. these guys. Well, this thing, everyone was trying to kill that one last guy yeah. so that they had to rally on Snake Eyes, and nobody could kill him. You shot him in the back with the spear chakra, and it bounced off his cloak. His lord, yeah. Um, so it was just like, uh, nah, card, oh. you're going to run off the board. And that was so... And there was so many points tied up on that block. Yeah. Well, nobody got him because he ran off the board. Nobody got him, yeah. But I did all the hard work. <laughs> I bad-mooded him all down to, I think, one rank plus the lord. It was beautiful. Yeah. It's, oh. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. All right, well, listen, before our next break, let's cover one last topic, and that is White Dwarf. Yes, lots of changes there. Um, White Dwarf has gone to White Dwarf Weekly starting the first week of February. Mm. Uh, So I think that's February 2nd will be the first Saturday in February. They're going to be out on Saturdays now. Actually, I just called GW Customer Service because I had questions. So White Dwarf Weekly. It will be coming out every Saturday. Mm-hmm. It will be highlighting what models are coming out the next week. Okay. So it the seems next like, week. Okay. Yeah. It's because it comes out weekly. and every, right. So it looks like GW's release schedule has just gone from monthly to weekly, which means wow. they may have a big book release. Now, I don't know if that means, I swear, if they take this dwarf release in February and they break it up over four or five weeks of just coming out with a couple of things every week. Right. Dude, I've saved up. I want to go to game I want to go to unique gifts and games. You want one big dwarf explosion I want all at once. Dude, I need I'm going to I'm going to need the the whole trunk. I'm going to have like all the new I just I'm buying tons of crap. I've been doing waiting and saving up for months for this. I don't want to, you know, you don't want a piecemeal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I understand it how it's coming out. Now, um Here's the thing. That's going to be coming out with some of the articles, uh, all the stuff on the new models coming out next week, mm-hmm. uh, new rules, if there's any new rules or anything like yeah. that's going to be in there. That's the thing that's frustrating to me because... Why is that? Well, I subscribe to White Dwarf. You know, I have you know piles and piles of the magazines. Uh-huh. I went digital. Right. And whenever new rules came out, I had them. You know, even if right. even if it wasn't an issue that had a lot for me, there was new rules. Now, I got to see if there's new rules because... Honestly, I don't – I mean, I'm already spending – I bought the digital, so I spent, I think, $6.25 a month All right. for my White Dwarf. 
Now it's coming out four to five times a month, depending on how many Saturdays are in the month, at four bucks an issue. But didn't you pay for a subscription already? Okay, but the, this that that is that's not what I'm getting my subscription turned over to. That's the White Dwarf Weekly. White Dwarf subscribers to the monthly issue are yeah. being uh, there. What we're getting is called uh, Warhammer Visions. Tell me about that. Warhammer Visions is now 70 pages longer than the usual White Dwarf. So it's going to be about 200 pages. 70 pages. Uh, okay. You're still going to have the Blanchitsu articles, which is the uh, John Blanche articles. Basically, you're going to get hobbying articles. Uh-huh. You're going to get painting articles. Nice. You're going to get, and they said 70 more pages, and most of it is pictures of models. How-to and Basically, gallery. it's it's pure hobby and photos of the models. It's not about what's coming out this month, yeah. necessarily. This is about, I mean, I'm assuming if they got new stuff coming out, they're going to show you. Sure. But it's not just going to be the catalog of come buy it. It's the guy told me, he goes, this is all, he goes, if you're into the, if you're the hobbyist, it's all hobby and painting articles. How do you and, feel? Because that, that's what you're going to get then once this well, change yeah, happens. Well, it already changed over. How do you feel about changed. that? Um, I like that part of it. You uh-huh. know me, I love the hobby aspect, but what I've always wanted from my white dwarf was, information, you know, information, some new, I mean, Dude, I don't really care what's coming out this month. You know, I mean, I like to look at them. You yeah, know, oh, yeah. good, this is what I can order next week. This is what they look like. But it's like, it's the rules stuff. If they come out with like, I've got a couple of those issues of the uh, Warhammer Civil War, which we never got to play because none of us actually play the same army. Okay, but they had right. that Warhammer Civil War, which is, um, in fact, you can get it on the digital thing. It oh, I, yeah, all I remember of it, that. Which is, if you're playing the same army, roll up stuff so that there's basically extra rules. So that if you're playing two of the same race, why Empire, would they be fighting? Empire or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. you'll get extra different things sure. to, to sort of mix it up a bit. Uh, and now that's not going to be in Warhammer Visions. But you get the luxury of picking and choosing this up, this issue, that issue, if you want it or not. And if this is all 40K and you don't like it. And that's it. what I'm going to have to do. Because right now, well, in White Dwarf, as it currently stands, before this change happens, you could have a whole thing of 40K, let's say uh, Tau, which I know you're not big on. That's a waste of an issue for you. Excuse me, sorry. Um, I mean, but they, I still like, I see, I read all the art. I actually read the Jervis's article mm. and John the, I mean, I read all the articles. I read all the battle reports. 40K or fantasy, I read the battle reports. Right. Um, I'm just interested in what Games Workshop is doing in general. And that's so, I, I would, I mean, even the Tau issue, like all the pictures of the new battle suits and the explanations of the stuff they did. Yes, I flipped over all that, but right. I still read the battle report. I okay. still, you know, I just, I'm. I'm I'm not saying anything's wrong, you know, because I haven't seen sure, anything yet. Right. I'm reserving judgment, but it was just one of those things where. Plus, if I subscribe, here's my thing with the monthly subscription. When I actually subscribed and they mailed it to my house, which is what I would have them do because right. there's no GW around here, I would always get it like a week or two late. Now, if it's a weekly magazine, they better have their mailing stuff. Mm. Yeah. That's got to be together because that's not digital. White Dwarf Weekly is not digital right now. Oh, you can't not. get a digital copy. They're of it. Not, they're no, there's no plans for it to be. Uh, well, the guy, I mean, I talked to the customer service yeah. guy. He said that he doesn't know anything about any plans for it to wow. go digital yet. So I'm kind of, I mean, if I'm going to pick it up, I'm hoping Unique Gifts and Games is going to have their, I think they have to because I think if you carry GW sure. stuff, you got to do that. Uh, so you can pop in every week, but they're sealed, so you're not going to know if there's rules in there or not until after somebody else. Actually, you know, that actually makes sense from a business point of view, because instead of disseminating that weekly magazine digitally, like, 
sending right. it out to your audience. Mm-hmm. You're you're asking your audience to come into the shop. Right. And it's a weekly magazine. It's only going to be, I think, like 30 pages. Yeah, if just I mean, highlighting it's, it's like stuff. Four bucks, yeah, because yeah. that's what's coming out this Lord week. Lord of the Rings. Sports I just think Day. it's interesting that they're going to a weekly release schedule, which... Well, it puts pressure on them to release stuff. Well, not only... But, I mean, they release stuff every month, but now... But on a weekly basis? Well, here's the thing. If an army starts to come up weak, or an army yeah. starts to come up with something, or like now, you know, they do the huge release, and they do all this, and then they're going to... Next month, we're going to have to release more stuff. Now, if they're doing weekly releases, mm-hmm. you know... Um, you know, the Bretonians haven't gotten anything in forever. Well, we know we're working on it, so we'll release this new thing. Right. You don't have to wait for a book release and a whole new model line to release. Mm-hmm. If we're only releasing two or three or four new models maybe this week, I mean, they might only, you know, if they release two new things a week, that's still eight. Eight th- things in a month. Eight yeah. things in a month, eight packages. And you figure every month when they put out a new army list or a new army book. Yeah. You know, you might get four or five new kits and then some repackagings of old kits sure. or some redoings of old kits. But, I mean, most of our books, if you get, what, four to six new new units? Sure. Right. You know, and six is really generous. But, you know, so over the course of a month, you only need to release a couple. But now you don't, like, if dwarfs come out in February, yeah. it doesn't have to be, okay, if you don't collect dwarfs, you're, you know, hope for March. Right. You know, now you can throw out anything from any book, any, it's just, this is what we got. Sure. It's coming out. It lets out. them be nimble, right? And how yeah. they, it lets them be, it. it gives them a lot more flexibility. And that's kind of what I'm hoping to see. I, I don't know. I, I don't have a subscription to White Dwarf, but if I did, and even without it, I'm pretty excited to see what they do with it. Well, this Warhammer Visions, I cannot wait till this thing drops on yeah. my iPad. It'll be the weekend after pack up. That'll be cool. And like I said, 200 some odd pages of all that. Once a month. Yeah, one, that, and that's once a month, of, and it's just hobby and all the cool models and all the stuff that really makes me look at that and say, wow, I want to paint like that, that too. inspired. So, yeah. Exactly. So, Interesting right. times. Yep, that's that. Let's take another break. We're going to come back, talk a little dwarf rumors before we get to the toolbox. Hey folks, it's Dave, and I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Battle Foam. You've all heard me talk about it before. The foam is firm, it doesn't separate from the base, they custom cut, design, make any piece of foam you want to fit any model you want. Anytime a new army comes out, within days, you've got Battle Foam cut and designed to fit those models. This isn't a game company making cases on the side. This is a carrying case company making foam and custom carrying cases to protect your army. It's what they do. It's all they do. Check it out at BattleFoam.com. Battle Foam, protecting your army. That's right, folks. Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get.
saying we are, and we're back. Oh wait, did the master what? engineer just come in? No, that's was my that, impression. That you? That's my impression of a dwarf. See, that's All how right. I do my impression of a dwarf. It's pretty good, don't you think? It's too good. Someone said. <laughs> <laughs> Very suspicious. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. All right, so um, still no tech, no word from GW. I almost asked the guy at, when I called customer, customer service. service guy? So if it's this weekly thing, are you going to do the whole, all the dwarf release in the beginning of February? Or are you going to break like, it like up? He's but, got the the production schedule. Well, I mean, the, the okay. At this point, these guys kind of know what's going on, but they're not going to say anything to me. I almost asked him like an idiot. Just like, should have said, "Hey, I'm David from Garage Hammer." <laughs> Don't you know who I am? That's then they really clam up. Like, oh, it's a member of the media. I'm friends with Helen Hammer. Don't give him any info. <laughs> so, um, so it looks like we're getting the, the, the they say the current plastic kits are going to stay the same. Um, so the warriors are going to stay the same. So my hopes that getting cool stuff for conversions is probably out the window. For what? The, for warriors? For core for, warriors? For, for um, yeah, for for just dwarfs in general. Because, you know, I said I wanted to do an army where I do some conversions on, like, just about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of my 2014 goals. How, have other people out there done, like, heavily converted dwarf army? I've never seen a heavily converted dwarf army because they're, mo- yeah. I mean, they're like two-piece models. Yeah, like little lumps with beards. I mean, seriously, no. I mean, yeah. if you put they're, on they're the head. They're too small. They're too small. Yeah. I mean, I'm putting on the head and the arms because the whole body, it's just, I mean, it's it's a cloak. And then a bunch of armor. Right. <laughs> you know, so. True. Um, so, but then, now, first they're saying that the plastic kits aren't going to get redone, but I heard a rumor that we're going to get a third type of shooter. So it's going to be quarrelers, thunderers, and something else, maybe similar to those fire warriors from the Chaos Dwarfs. Oh, like, fire like the blunder, blunderbuss yeah. type of thing. Okay. Now, that yeah. could just totally be wish listing, but. That, because you know the the high elves or the dark elves got the the spears, swords, and um, the uh, and crossbows. And, and crossbows. Yeah. So we might uh, crossbows, quarrelers, thunderers, something else. Interesting. So that's kind of interesting. Looks like uh, slayers are getting a new box, and I actually heard that it's a you could either be troll slayers or berserkers. What's the difference? Uh, Fluff wise. Well, berserkers were only in Storm of Chaos. Okay. They were the ones that you could take, like in in single units, and they had the coolest models. I have some somewhere. I think they're in my dwarfs. They're super fragile, but they were the dwarfs, and they had axe heads on the ends of chains. Oh, I, yeah, I but do remember those. those. And those are the I remember. I found some on eBay, and I bought them, and they sent them, and they're actually really well painted too. Mm. Except the that it's it's that chain, that thin yeah, metal yeah. chain, and it, it, it bends. And like I already had one of the axe heads just. Break off. Like, does that thing just move like a like a, a lone character? I think so. It's not I, like a fanatic where it like whizzes around. No, no. But huh. so I mean, if if that's true, then you get some new rules in for some new types of, of slayers. Hammers and iron breakers are supposed to be their one kit. Okay. So now hammers, you know, because they've got the great weapons. Sure. So they were always a five up armor save, which kind of sucked for them. Right. Um. So apparently, if it's the same kit, hammers are wearing Gromrel. So hammers have a four-up armor save now. Four-up armor save. So instead of a five, they're at a four with great weapons. So yeah. strength six, four-up armor save. Toughness four. Toughness four. So that's pretty nice. Uh, it, it fits in with what they should be. Iron breakers are still Gromerel hand weapon shield. So that's a three-up armor save. Now, they used to be two. But according to the rumors, there's a rune that you can take only on units of iron breakers mm-hmm. that makes them that two-up armor save. 
So they're back to being... Well, that's what they used to be. Well, wait, hand weapon shield? Yeah. Okay. So only one attack piece? Yeah. They're dwarfs. Okay. They're not so fast. And they're strength four. That's sure. it. But yeah, that's that's what they used to be. That was the guy that you would put and you would charge me with your with your horses. And then they would And I go could anywhere. take that charge. Right. I could take a charge from strength four guys with lances. Right. Because, dude, strength six, okay, so I'm on five up, you know, and I've got a block of them. Mm-hmm. And then I could hit back and... Five up armor, five up, or six up parry. Yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe the rune will increase their parry save. Oh, that would be cool. So, hmm. um, looks like, and now let's see, they're talking about a big kit, some sort of a, something called an orc crusher. Uh, and it's Ooh, a, I don't like maybe, the sound of that. Maybe a combo with some sort of a plastic tunneling vehicle. It's intri- intriguing. Or so, Crusher, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, don't forget that in the Storm of Chaos, we also had, and I have one. I have, I've never built it. Uh-huh. It's sitting off on the side. An Orc Crusher? Malachi McKyson's Goblin Hewer. Oh, that, that funky war machine. The funky war yeah, machine that throws that. the axes. Yeah. And against Orcs and, go- it, it, uh, it, against, uh, orcs and Goblins, it would do D3, um, D3 hits per rank. Right. So if you had this huge rank of stuff, you'd roll up. And just, just yeah, that is cool. Yeah. I, and I'm curious to see what the, this goblin, this orc crusher looks like. I imagine like it's big steamroller type vehicle. Yeah. It says there's going to be a new very large gun slash cannon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gyrocopter is supposed to be a bit beefier, which if the rumors are true, then there's the rare one, which you can take singles, and the specials, which you can take in units of three. I also hear there's like a bomber version. And that a, would be the rare uh, one I heard was the bomber, yeah. What's the other, like a fighter Type well, version? the one that's got the the flame template. Oh, the flame template. Okay. Yeah. Um, so if that's the case, I have two of the old ones. So I'll keep those as my rares, and then I'll buy a three pack of the new ones and get the special. So it's a squadron of three that you can feel as well, special. That's the rumor is that you could take them huh. into units. So that would be pretty cool. Flying those babies around. Interesting. Um, you know, I'm not a, a dwarf player or even one who likes dwarves, but mm-hmm. the fact that they can change the landscape of the game, I, I can totally appreciate that. Yeah. Let's see. What else is in here that's really cool? There's a new grudge thrower, possibly. Um, now, the dual kit, Anvil of Doom and Dwarf Throne. Mm. Now, it used to be just because I have the Thorgrim Grudge Bear. He's got the four guys carrying yeah. him on the throne. Yep. Now that kit comes where you could field Thorgrim Grudge Bear or just a regular dwarf lord on it, like okay. his own throne. Uh, and if it's true, now what I've heard is it's a dual kit. Now it'll be the old one was forty by sixty. Mm-hmm. This one is like possibly going to be sixty by one hundred. Oh, it's pretty big. Yeah, so it's it's bigger. It's going to have the four guys carrying it. Um, four that's guys almost that's like that's bigger than a chariot base. Yeah, so it'll 50 be by hundred, right? Yeah, because it's oh. sixty. So, but it'll fit in the units. It'll be right, able in to, the footprint. Yeah, in the footprint. So, but just like the. Uh, cauldron and stuff yeah. you'd be able to have that in the unit the anvil is the other kit the throne comes off the anvil goes on it being carried so no longer do you stick it in a corner and it fails any sort of initiative test yeah, and dies yeah, yeah. i i if the rumors are right this thing goes in a unit and can move with it and can move with it because there's guys carrying it so it's a mount for a rune lord is he's on the anvil That's pretty cool that i mean that changes Everything in the army, right there. I mean, right. just the way it plays. So I'm really, how on a scale of one to ten, how excited are you? Oh, I'm full 12, board. Yeah, 50. Yeah. yeah, somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm I'm off the charts at this point. I mean, it was my first army, and I'm all excited. You know, it's just like it's 
they haven't gotten a, a, an edition, a, a new book since the end of sixth. That's, all, that's um, forever and yeah. an age ago. Yeah, I mean, you're and literally it such a central race to the Warhammer mythos. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's that's part of it. Is I know a lot of people want to see them have a magic phase, and I'm like, yeah, I've if, seen a lot of rumors. If about you that. read their fluff. They're magic. They were created as magic-resistant characters. Yeah. I know nobody likes when the dwarves come in and shut down your magic phase, but mm. that's their thing. I don't get one, but guess what? Neither do you. Right. And that, I, and I understand why that upsets people. Because when we were playing that Adepticon prep game, yeah, and I had to play against uh, what's his name, um, Florida, Jeff Florida, Jeff Florida. Okay. Yep. And I'm playing VC. Oh, and he was playing dwarves. And he was playing dwarves. And medicine. I couldn't get any. I couldn't get any regrow. I could do nothing. Sure. And it's yeah, it's frustrating. But I guess as a guy who really loves the dwarves, it's like I couldn't really complain. A, but part of it is you know don't complain. That, that leaves a whole other dimension. If you've got an army that you have totally built around uh-huh. your buffs and debuffs, then facing this army, yeah, you got to figure out a way to play that army. If that doesn't way. work, sure. Plan I mean, B. It's conceivable that I mean, you could walk into a game and totally be based. I mean, my VC is really based around regrowing my monsters and stuff like that. If every one of my magic phases is three, two, four, yeah. I'm screwed. And this game's just sort of. I mean, this the, the dwarfs are sort of like okay. Well, even if it isn't three, two, four, sure. You know, if well, if, it, even in that case, you can still do something. Right, you know the dwarves tend to shut you down. Yeah, you're not going to do but, anything. But it's it's that's to me that's kind of cool. And it's not just because I like the army, but this is this is an army that does something that's really unique. It, it is, yeah, and it, unique to the fluff. Yeah. So the, these rumors about them being able to cast uh, bound items as yeah, the anvil's going to be like a bound spell, uh, yeah. so stuff like that. Here's well, my, how do you feel about that? Well, here's my wish listing with this. They better get some sort of a boost to their total if they're doing it. Because the problem with bound spells is you don't get to add your wizard levels. Right. So I'm throwing bound spells and you're a le- you got a level four over there. I've got to throw at least one die more than you because the just the average is rolling down the level difference. Exactly. Sure. And probably two if I want a good chance. So now I gotta throw probably two more dice than you just to get anything off. Now, you know, I'm just. I'm well, hoping that there, I'm hoping that the, there's a mechanic in there that makes that a little more, you know, if viable. I, exactly. Right. Yeah, how how that would work, I don't know. But I think you're right. If but would you be okay then? All of a sudden, these dwarves have this ability to cast all these spells in well, that capacity. How would you feel about that? Well, I mean, the anvil is basically it's what the anvil does. It's kind of you know, mm. you're you're rolling a die. It's not bounce so You're not using the winds of magic, but right. you're still rolling dice to see if it works. I suppose if you push it into the winds of magic portion, I mean it's what they're doing, right? I mean if you read the fluff, in fact, I've read a couple of uh, what was it? One of them was the Gracier Thankful novels. They're attacking a dwarf hold, and there's a whole section where there's a rune lord, and he's putting that. I mean they are pulling the winds of magic into these runes, and they're just locking them in because oh, they can't. Okay. So they they are using magic, but in a different capacity. They can't grab the winds of magic from the air and throw it like a wizard mm-hmm. does, but. As they focus these runes, it's 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 a different they kind sort of, harness of thing. It and... It's 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 a ritual, and it, it harnesses it, and it focuses it, and locks it into this right. thing. So I don't have a problem huh. with it per se. I just I also want to see them keep that long the runes, like like because dwarves couldn't. Ever, I mean, we can't pick from the magic items. Sure. There's no magic items list. We just have a bunch of runes, and we have to make our own, which is really cool and really. For people who say, well, that's annoying because then dwarfs make all this stupid stuff, 
but it plays to the fluff. Dwarfs make all this stupid stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this is what I need. I'm going to make this, this, and this, and I'm going to put this together. And it's really cool because it's powerful and allows you to play to your own style. They do get more points. They get more points um, for runes. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, lords get 100 and heroes normally get 50. Sure. For the runes, because it's so different, uh, dwarves get 125 and 75. Oh, so broken. Yeah, so broken. <laughs> but I just always thought the runes were really cool element of it. It really took what they were about and Embodied put it, it into in the, the game. game. Yeah. And, yeah, it's a little complicated, and there's 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 a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff to it. That's what I found. I... I Toying around with uh, in, in Army Builder, mm-hmm. like I'm like, what is this rune stuff? I don't understand this. It's actually once you've done it once or twice, it's not difficult at all. I, so hearing you talk about that, I my guess would be you can add runes to your I don't know thanes or whatever that right. will give plus one to cast, plus two to cast, plus three, plus four. Yeah, that might that might help. I mean, I don't know. I have no idea how they're going to do with magic dice or any of that stuff. Mm. Um, so. What are you looking for? What is the single thing that you're looking forward to the most from the new dwarf release? I mean, just besides updating some of the models, because yeah. everybody well, it always could be individual models or a, a certain rule. Or I'm looking. F- well, this is the same thing I did with the VC. I am totally. I'm not expecting anything. Like I'm not going to sit there. And I, you know, oh, they've got to keep this or this has got to. Change. I know what I'd like. So you know, like Dragon Rider, Monsters Cav, or anything. Like no, that. I just here's my biggest hope for the book is that once this book comes out, people will stop hating on them so much. I think everyone, you know, the, the that really bothers you, doesn't it? Well, you know what it is. It's that it's everyone's like, oh, they're so boring to play. You know, I don't like coming up to the table and putting down my army and having the person across the table go. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to play against you. you but know, it's not a personal thing. I know it's not and, personal. And, and again, but... I think it's fun to hate in this case. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it, that sounds kind of weird, but the passion to dislike. But I hear about it. I mean, you hear about it on so many podcasts. It's like I start. I seriously start to think dwarfs might be like the least popular army in the Warhammer world as far as... Maybe. I, I, man, I'm really hoping that... But I, 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 I want to think... see this thing get bandwagoned all to hell, just like it's going to be like, oh, yeah, about time. You know what I mean? It could be. But seriously, I mean... I, I think if you took all the times, if you go through all the different podcasts and hear people say about being boring to play, certain list builds are boring to play. Like you'll hear, oh, it's it's boring to play against the sure, gut the star. Yeah. The gut star with three with three saber tusks is boring to play against. Or it's boring to play against dual you know, hell the, the, the dual hell cannons. Gun line. But people think yeah. it's boring to play against dwarfs. And it's like it's your whole damn army. And it's well, like... Because it, it, I think it's a function of the book itself is that, that there's not a lot of room for variation. Right. There's some. You have the anvil. And I get that we're slow. I mean, we're, they're short. They're slow. So it's easier to sit back, and mm-hmm. people get annoyed with that because you're not going to engage me. Right. They've got to come to you. Yeah. you gotta, Yeah. you got to play faster. But that's, you know, that's what it is. I sure. just, I'm just hoping that it gets, you know, that people start to, you know, I think I'm, I'm just hoping that they, that they, Warm up to them, yeah. I, you know, see, knowing you as I do, I would think that you like playing that army that everybody hates. I just because you get to spite everybody. 
it is kind of fun. <laughs> but it's just, you know what it is, too? It's just like, you know, you get to know people. And now that I go out and play, I'm playing against friends. I mean, sure. in a friendly game in the basement, nobody cares. You know, oh, it's, it's tough. It's this, is yeah. that. But you go to a tournament and, like, five people in a row are all like, ugh. And you know you're like, okay, I'm not going to get best sports. I'm not going to uh, get any of this. You feel like you're the downer at the party. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to be that guy. And it's like, no, I'm going to. And, yeah, I have fun playing my dwarfs, whether I'm playing the gun line or, or I'm running it forward or whatever. I have a lot of fun, but if my opponent is miserable the whole game, it's not my job to make sure they're having fun. Sure. But if just the fact that I pick this army means that you're that nobody I play with is going to have fun, that that somewhere in the back of my head that bugs me a little bit. I, I can see that. I I don't think for me, even though I poke a lot of fun at you as a as a dwarf player, uh-huh. I don't have a problem playing them. The experience is sometimes the trend has been it's. Because they sit back and they just shoot you, and now I have to always go to you. Right. I, I'm okay with. I may complain about it, but ultimately I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm still playing. Warrior. What it comes down to, though, is the dwarves are gonna play their style, and because they don't have the speed, because they don't have the mobility, whatever you bring to the table, I can't really change my style. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes right. you make adjustments across the table when what you see. Sure. Everybody has to adjust to the dwarves. The dwarves don't they adjust just play anybody the one way. because this is how we play, and I there's not much I can do to change it. Although with the new book, with the flyers might, now, yeah, might be able to maybe the anvil. You know who if they have all these runic spells, that can, might be what pisses people they off can too. Their movement, and it's like ways. I've always got to change for the dwarves, but that plays in the fluff too. We're not changing the stiff neck dwarves. Right. This is what resolute. we do. Yeah. <laughs> Stubborn not, and resolute. As long as they still can. As as long as they have that relentless, where they can march no matter what, mm. like they don't care if you're nearby, they can march. I'll be happy because that's a cool role too. Like I said, I'm just I'm excited to see what they do. I'm going to get a new book. That book is seriously like ten years old now. I think it it came out before I started playing. So yeah, yeah. I mean, seventh ed came out when? I mean, how long did we have seventh edition for? Four years or five Something years? Like that. Four or five years. Okay, and that came out almost a year before seventh ed. So you're looking at nine. That book's getting. Getting up to the eight, yeah, nine it's, years it's old. definitely up there. So it, it, I think it'll be good for the hobby in general. Yeah. Because it's going to affect everybody. If you play them or not, it's going to affect You know everybody. there's Wood Elf and Bretonian players now who are like, yeah, our book's just as old. Shut up. But um, they're, they're rumored to be coming out later this year. So yeah. this, remember when we were talking about the year in review and how we got five books and it's like the golden age. Right. Seriously, this year, if you, got, if you do have Bretts, Wood Elves, and Dwarfs, mm-hmm. Like the the three armies that have been sitting around languishing forever right, right. with nothing, you are going to see some huge. You know how many people have Brett armies and how many people have Wood Elf armies sitting on shelves. Pull them out once in a great while to play them, or they play them and they sit around like, oh, yeah, I know it sucks, but I still love them. Yeah, yeah. If you, those I think books you get good. You're going to see a ton of that out there. That's going to shift. It depends how things play. It depends though if the models they release with those new books are mm-hmm. it follows the trend and they're still that ex- excellent quality. Yep. People are going to want to gravitate towards those new models because the difference is huge. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm, um, let me ask you about that. Before we go to the toolbox, yeah. I have a good 30 iron breakers and okay. about 30 or 40 hammerers. Okay. So I've got all these old models, and they're going to be coming out with the new ones, okay? Mm. And I'm definitely going to, if they look really nice, I'm going to want to get new ones. But I'm also saying they're going, okay, I've never had this happen to me. 
You know, I've never had an army exist, and then they come out with all new models. Uh, so what do you do with those old models? What do models? you do? I mean, I don't... Uh, dude, there's no way that I want to sit around and uh, buy... You know, I mean, if this box, the the hammer or iron breaker combo, they're the special. If they come out for 40 50 bucks for 10 of them again, right. I'm not buying 100 of them. I'm not spending $500. What if, what if mean, they look really good? Okay, so... Still no? Would it be... Oh, well, I'll... Probably buy say ten sure. each or twenty each, maybe. Um, would I mean? I guess my question is: you know, Do you think you can mix them, mix sure. the old well, ones and the new ones? In principle, yes. History for me, historically, I've done it: the new black orcs and the old ones. Mm-hmm. I, I've mixed those. Okay, as long as your paint scheme is consistent, you're basing everything. You know, no problem. Hard to say without actually having seen the model. Okay, it may be so different where that's impossible. Although. Even, even then, I think you could still get away with it. Right. So, again, in principle, yes, I think you can. Because, I mean, that's basically my big concern is, you know, I, I yes, I've got money put aside to do this, but I want to use some of that on the new stuff right. that's coming out. I don't want to have to rebuy my whole army just oh, because, I see. you know what I'm I saying? See. Well, if they don't match, if you want to go and get the new models, well, you could just hang on to them because inevitably some people out there, the camp is going to be split. Some people are going to love the new new models. Some people are going to hate them. Okay. And I think once that happens, people will start going out and buying the old ones that people don't want anymore. Aha. Uh-huh. So, so there could be a, a market could up. emerge for that. For you. Okay. Like I said, and I could probably mix them up or just put the newer ones in the front couple of ranks and then keep the other ones in the back, the ones you take sure, off. Right. You know, it's just... I've, I I really I stopped and when everyone said they're going to do, I'm like, okay, cool, new. But what, what do I do with, with the old ones? Yeah, because yeah, like new slayers are coming out, dude. I've got like sixty, and I mean, even if these new slayers, if these new slayers, I'll pick up. A, I'm going to pick up at least one box of everything. I'm sure. guessing because I want to see it. Um, but I got them, and I like the old ones. They're pretty darn cool. They look pretty nice. You know. Well, you could still use them. I mean, they oh, yeah, are I still legitimate. Will. They're legal. They yeah. are what they are. It all depends on on you, you know. Like like Alex, he loves his witch elves, and his models are at least an edition old, seventh edition, sixth edition witch elves, right? Compared to the ones, I mean, the ones now, I think we can all agree are amazing. Oh yeah, but he's not buying them; he already has them. They're already, they're already painted, right? And, and he's, he's not he's, even he's getting a, a few to mix up. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's not even bothering. Okay, yeah, hasn't even come up in conversation. So, well, you know, I did I did a trade for some of my uh, ogre stuff for those uh, avatars of war slayers. Because, okay. like, I need more. But I wanted to see them. Uh, I got them out, and I started to put them together, and I yeah. stood them up next to the You know the problem? Dude, they're small. The Avatars of War ones? Yeah. Really? Like, they're not as big as... I mean, they're, they're like they're not like heroic 28. They're like 28. So, hmm. like, I stood them up to the other Slayers, and they seem... I mean, the detail's amazing. Yeah. And they look really cool. And they're obvious... They, they don't... I thought they would be about the same size. They could mix in okay because right, right. Slayers are but Slayers. Is there much of a size difference? You know what? I'll show Surprising. some to you at one point. It's not a huge size difference, but it's a noticeable size difference. Huh. I mean, really, it's sort of like standing up the... Um, like It's like the difference with the, some of the Kings of War stuff when you stand next to the GW stuff. They're not... Oh, okay. I got you. I mean, I'm not talking quality-wise, but, you know... Just in size. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the GW skeletons and the Kings of War skeletons. The Kings of War skeletons are noticeably not just different in sculpt, but they're just There's not just quite the frail, same size. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and these and they're just not the same size. So I'll wait to see until, you know, when you see those models, I think you'll know what you yeah. have to do. But I mean, I'll be picking up some of everything because this is really, I'm so jazzed. It's like, <laughs> oh, my money is like 
just I'm burning the I burning mean, the hole. Yeah. Exactly. So, but uh, well, I'm, I'm excited for you. I'm looking forward to this release as well. Yeah, and I just I I look forward to being victimized by your dwarves, <laughs> both as a high elf and as an orc. <laughs> orc crusher. <laughs> well, we have hatred of all greenskins, so we'll see how that works. Can't help it, you know. Got got some grudges. Hey, let's bring on some themey games and yeah, throw it do, out. That's there's going to be a lot of that going. You know, they're going to release that digital content. You're going to see a whole bunch of. Narrative type game. Yeah, I think sure. there's going to be a whole bunch of dwarf, especially since they put the next uh, Warhammer Forge, the uh, the Blackfire Pass uh, book has been indefinitely put on hold because of Horus Heresy. Oh, really? Yeah, huh. yeah. I, we talked about that before when we was at uh, when I was at uh, Gen Con. I was talking yeah. to them, and they said basically they pulled everybody who was working on the Warhammer Forge, the big books for the next big Tamarcon-ish book. They pulled everybody onto Horus Heresy because it's. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a it's, big endeavor. Yeah, it's, it's a big one. It's it's it, it's too popular to sure. not put that much work on it. So who knows? Maybe they'll take some of that stuff and release some digital content on scenarios and some dwarf versus green skin. Maybe some uh, War of the Beard oh, scenarios. That'd be great War of the Beard. Well, you know what's so that. funny is your two armies. Yeah, they could come out with the Blackfire Pass stuff. We could play it. They could come out with War of the Beard stuff. So we could we can it. still play it. <laughs> Is there any other race out there that is like really historically anti-dwarf? Because well, if there is, I'll probably pick it up. Well, you know, this I don't know, but if you look in the army books, the the one consistent thing that people seem to have is dwarf-specific magic items. Skaven have them. There you go. Oh. Everybody hates the dwarfs. Everybody does hate the dwarfs. <laughs> We're so misunderstood. The dwarves hate everybody. We don't hate everybody. We have grudges against everybody. But doesn't that mean they hate? If no. you have a grudge against someone, no, that, because if once the, once the grudge is settled, then then it just scratched off. And they, that's the thing, dwarves. It's so funny because if you read a lot of the fluff and you read a lot of the books with it, the dwarves are like you know, like even with 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 men, they make these treaties with men and they do stuff, and yeah. then yeah, you know, and then something happens and they get a grudge against them. But once the grudge is scratched off, okay, we can okay. I, I'm no I'm no longer obligated to shun you. And they just they expect it's funny, dwarfs expect that's why they're so I think that's one of the things they're so dour. They expect to get screwed over by people. Like they they <laughs> right. expect at some point that you're gonna get in the book of grudges because they basically they they don't, they don't think any other race is that trustworthy. They're, yeah, they're better. They lie and cheat and elves, you know how they feel about that. But at, but at what cost is that other race or person or whatever paying to get off that book of grudges? Whatever that is. Well whatever I'm it sure is. It's I mean ups, if you, you know, you know if it's you, just gonna flip the coin and they're gonna come back and attack the dwarves again and the cycle never stops. Well and that's the thing. They they clean it up, then they make it prom- it's with with men. They're like, Yeah, you know, men, you know, you'll see a new a new human king will make some deal with right. the dwarves. Oh, our two kingdoms will be friends forever sure. and the dwarves like yeah, forever, right? Okay, <laughs> until you screw us again, and then right. we got to put you in the grudges, and then when you make up for it, we'll be friends again. It's it's a bizarre. They have such a bizarre. I can't. The fluff discussion in that book is going to be something. That's yeah. What, yeah, I'm still. I'm. I'm actually right now even thinking about what music to put together for that. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you've got a few more. You got at least a month because yeah. we won't. We won't be. We're not going to be rushing out our army review. We'll read it. We're going to read it. it. We'll, we'll exactly. let it marinate. And Probably play a game or two because sure. Lord knows I'm going to want to. Sure. So that'll be going. All right. Look, break and then back. And uh, oh, my God, we still got to do the toolbox. It's like we don't have a we've been just, just rambling, rambling some Warhammer. So we'll get through this. All right. Sounds good.
Hey guys, if you're the type of person who would rather have oral surgery than put a brush to a model, then let me suggest Guild Painting Services. They're a professional painting service that pride themselves on having customer interaction like going to a local commissioned painter, but having the quality and speed of a large studio. They build, paint, and convert miniatures for all game systems. They're competitively priced, and if you want to talk quality, go to guildpainting.com and check out the quality of the miniatures that they've got on display. If you're a person who likes to have a beautifully painted army on the table, but doesn't have either the time, desire, or ability to bring it to that standard, you can trust your models to the guys at Guild Painting Services at guildpainting.com. You'll be glad to check them out. episode is not what we had actually <laughs> planned it to be. No, a little of this, a little Just of that. talking a little Warhammer, but we haven't actually sat down. I mean, between all the army reviews and, and live game plays, we haven't just had a yeah, chance. It was kind of like we're taking our, our breath. Yeah. You know, doing a gut check. Where are we? Well, and plus, there's so much cool stuff coming up in the next three to four months. I mean, we've got... Get ready for more book reviews. We've got at least another book coming out. We've got Wapaka, which I'm yeah. so jazzed about, I can barely sleep at this point. I really am. <laughs> You know what? It's, I'm so so. Speaking of Wapaka, what are your expectations? What do were you? I have none. What do you think is going to happen? I have absolutely none because I hear all sort of weird stories, and I can picture it in my head, but like I don't even know what the place looks like. I don't exactly know where it is. I just hear all this stuff. I know. Here's what I know. I'm going to a place where I'm going to know a good portion of the people. Yeah, right. Have a lot of friends there. We're going to have a few drinks. We're going to play a some few. Warhammer. I'm not going to over. I don't over. Well, I tend it, not to collectively. There'll yeah. be a oh, yes. fair amount of drinking. Um, I'm going to get to see friends. I don't get to see that often. Yeah. We're going to play some Warhammer. We've already got Triumph and Treachery lined up. We've oh, yeah. got the, the the podcast challenge lined up. I mean, plus the tournament itself. Plus the tournament itself. <laughs> exactly. I'm just. I know I'm going to go, and I'm going to have a really, really good time. It's uh, a week away tomorrow. Yeah. It's my I first out of state tournament. It's going to be uh, a long week. <laughs> yeah, to get to that point, I've got uh, I got to make my well. We'll talk about that in the toolbox. Mm-hmm. I've got a little bit to do, um, but I'm just I'm just super stoked for it. I've, I've been wanting to go for a few years. You guys have always told me how yep. much I need to go, and I'm finally going. I do have to get to the store and buy some pierogies and buy a little tub of butter. Right. Uh, I got one of those grills, those flat griddles like you can make breakfast on. Okay. And so I figured I can cook those up on there. Cause hey, now, I don't know what the hotel policy is typically when it comes to stuff like that. Is it, are they okay with that? How do I? Hell if I know. It's, I guess we'll find out. It's easier to ask forgiveness than permission. Well, the thing is, if the hotel... Complains to Raj to the TOs oh, about that's something that we do. You could lose a tournament point. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, we'll figure something out. I mean, we got to be able. I mean, I can't be the only one who's bringing something that I can't cook ahead of time. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what their policy is. Maybe we should call ahead and find out. Yeah. But but that's such a small detail in the grand scheme. I of things. tell you what, if worst came to worst, I don't know. Uh, hell, I don't know what I would do then. Well, people that are smoke, right? They have lighters. <laughs> Get some tin foil and <laughs> fry something. Not gonna happen. <laughs> Tin foil and a lighter. What are we? Cooking? I don't know. What are we cooking heroin or hobos? Yeah. <laughs> so, hey let's yo, get, Mr. White. Let's get. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, science. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get to the toolbox, which is brought to you by 
Chaos Arc Superstar. Chaos Arc Superstar. Chaos Arc Superstar. So what you been tooling? <sighs> Reading. I'm doing the same I've been doing. Hmm. Plugging away at Descent to Angels, writing up some notes for it. I do have to teach my creative writing class, but those lessons are already all laid out for the next few mm-hmm. days, and that's one period in the morning early. Okay. So, yeah, I'm just going to be working on the Descent of Angels for After Eleanor and making sure all my stuff's ready for PACA. Right. So, so, are you still bringing modeling stuff to school and working no. on it there? No, no, okay. I don't need to because I'm not. I, I don't. I don't do modeling ah, for tournaments. Right. That's my mantra, man. That is my 2014 mantra, and I hope other people start picking it up. As I said before, if if all you paid for is tournaments and that's what you want to do, I'm More not saying you shouldn't. Sure. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm saying that I want to paint for me. I want to paint because I want to paint. I want to paint. For stuff that I want to play for Triumph and Take Treachery, time, yeah. I want to finish. Uh, uh, I want to paint all the the little female vampires to put and finish my Coven Throne. Finally, right. yep. I don't want to be painting for tournaments, and I won't. You know, I remember I'm, I'm the same. Last year, Conzi was with his mantra: "No unpainted models on the table," and everyone's got their own little thing. Mm. I, I don't. I don't paint for tournaments, so the pressure being off is empowering. Yeah, I think in a lot of respects. I'm just, all I got to do is, and in fact, that's I, we'll get to that when we get to the modeling. I've got some movement trays and stuff to finish it. Right. So, but. Just reading Descent of Angels and reading that Demon's book and reading the fluff in it. And, you know, we never covered that book. Right. Which I don't really have a problem with. We'll cover it eventually. Mm-hmm. There's a lot in that book. There that is. Would be, that would be like a three-episode coverage. Oh, yeah. It's you a know, yeah, because marathon. Each, each. They touch every race in some way. Right. And then, you've, and plus, like I said, that's one of the reasons, you know, when I was talking on Helen Hammer, if I wasn't going to play Dwarfs forever, it would be Demons, even though I haven't mm-hmm. played it. Because it's four flipping armies. You know, each one is obviously smaller because there's only like one core choice for each sure. race. So, but you could play, you could play pure for all four. You could mm-hmm. play mixed. You could, I mean, there's just so much there. It's a definite mixed bag. Lots of versatility. Yeah. There. So I just, I the more I read that book, the more I love it. Yet it still does not play in all phases of the game. No. Doesn't see. I don't seem to be able to pick an <laughs> army. Yeah, that I don't does. know why. But <laughs> I don't know what draws me to those armies too. I, I generally like to play a, a more balanced game, and mm. I just don't. Mm. Yeah, and then you pick corn. Well, then you get if you're playing pure, then you'll have skull, skull cannons. But right. But then you don't have a magic phase. So sure. Just, right. It's a little give and take. Yep. So, so yeah, cheese it up and play. Uh, have you finished? All of them. Have you finished? I have not. No, no. Alethanar, uh, Shadow King, Shadow King. Right. Uh, I'm still, I'm still reading it. I'm at, you know, probably still a third of the way through. Reading is really slow for me because I'm doing a lot of painting and stuff. Right. So I'll, I'll eventually switch. He back hasn't to it. gotten his Moonbow yet. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. It's cool. It's. Uh, I really do love that book. So I was asking. Yeah, I think that reading of that book will is will go in lockstep with the painting of my high elf army, which is also. On the shelf right now because you're getting everything ready for for yeah it's going to be green skins for the short term mm-hmm. but eventually I'll get back to the high elves and get re inspired for that but again there's no pressure right painting for me exactly work at my own pace this is it's this is where this is where we can be hobbyists because I'm not worried about right getting ready for anything and I dude I it's so funny I, say, I won't I only go to like three tournaments a year so my saying I don't paint for tournaments what do you duh you know? <laughs> right. but even then, because every tournament I go to, it's always like, oh, I got to get this done. Had I taken the list I wanted to take, I'd have been rushing through my blood nights. Oh, yeah, late nights. And and, I, and the fact is, the blood nights, even I'm painting the one, it's not turning out the way I want it to. 
take your time with it. You you want to get it right, so. right? And so I'm, I may have to strip it and start over again. I don't seem to get the. I just I want all that armor to be green, and I really want the colors to blend up to get lighter near the tops and on the oh, outside. So you want those smooth transitions? And I don't have. I mean, my transitions are just brutal. I, just, I know you you laugh every time I bring it up, but have you tried the the drying retarder? Because that will help with the blending. No, I haven't. You should definitely try that. Okay, I, I can I can loan you some. Okay, yeah, but I, that will help a lot. Well, let's jump into that hobbying and gaming. How, how where are you at with your hobbying? Hobbying, uh, you know, I, I've I've t- tweeted a couple pictures. The Savage Orc War Boss character. Yeah, I liked it. Single one. I, uh, that was a lot of fun to do. Uh, kind of experimenting with tattoos uh, with him. And uh, the other thing was I re kind of redid uh, one of the pump wagons that I had. Mm-hmm. The, the rust technique that you taught me, actually applied to that, and I've been applying it left, right, and center all over the place. That rust technique is so simple it and is. works so well. Mm. Dark brown, light brown, orange stipple, boom. That's it. Yeah, and then you go over with the silver to where, yeah. where, where it's scraping away at the edges. How, how have you found that stipple brush? Um, I actually don't have their stipple brush. No. Um, I actually took just – I mean, I go to Hobby Lobby a lot, and I buy – the the whatever the golden taclon brush or whatever yeah. the type of brush I is I buy but you get the five packs yeah. of brushes for like four or five dollars and then you get their little coupon forty percent off sure, of right. any item so there's always one brush in there that you just totally can't use to right. paint with I just take that and cut the just ah, and just like cut and I cut it flat and yeah. then I use that as to stipple with I, I use uh, similar I use an old GW dry brush that uh-huh. after a while it frays You're right. I just cut it down a little bit yeah. to a finer point and just use that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the other thing I did was uh, I, I stripped and redid one of my Doom Divers. Oh, did you? Yeah. I know you said you were doing it, but I haven't seen it. Uh, I was going to bring it, uh, but I'll bring it to you next time. You'll definitely cool. see it at PACA, but yeah. I'm really happy with how that turned out. Instead of flinging a, a goblin guy, it's flinging a, a squig hopper. Oh, you know what? I did see you posted pictures yeah, I of it. Pictures. You know, just kind of eventually, who knows? I could end up painting all the orcs and goblins that I have. It's just a couple of things now, and that, they would all be painted. How yeah. many points of Orcs and Goblins do you have, do you think? Do I? Oh, I'd have to count. It's probably coming up on at least 10,000, maybe? Really? That much, huh? I, I would think so. Well, uh, if you need any more, I've got a lot. No, so Maybe. I, I don't know what... I'm hey, still getting rid of it. Ninth edition book is uh, for Orcs and Goblins is rumored to be <laughs> on the horizon, right? Again already. All right. So, hobbying and gaming. Oh, I finally... Okay, and I keep saying this like every episode, but I finally got... There was one part of ours, our the the tournament or our campaign pack mm-hmm. that I had to like. It was one one of the charts I had to get done, right? And I had a lot of it written out, and I'd lost it. Okay, and it's one of these things where I keep saying, "Oh, I should go do that," but I have so many other things I need to do that going and find it was like it's kind of frustrating to go back and and re- redo something. redo yeah, something. Yeah. So I actually found it the other day. Oh, okay. So I started typing it up, and I may actually do that. I might sit at my desk and type that up, and okay. so I can email it out to everybody. When when do you think you'll send that out? Uh, I'm hoping. Well, you know what? If I do that, if I do that while I'm watching uh, Almadeus, I could maybe have it out this week. No rush. Or no, next just week. Curious. It's just it's a few little tweaks, and I'm I really I really do want to get that going though. This is going to be kind of at least for a while. That'll probably be the last hurrah for the VC, with the possible wow. exception of Adepticon. I've been playing them for a few years. I've got I've got dwarfs and I've got my demons that I really want to start playing it's, around with. It's, it's kind of the twilight era of your VC, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, sort of. It's all oh, watch it. <laughs> so, yeah, for my hobbying, man. Okay, I totally thought I had all this stuff to make my metal movement trays, which is really what I want to do. 
it's really my big thing is I want to make all the metal movement trays because I want to magnet. I've got all the all the zombies, all the ghouls, all the skeletons, right. all magnetized. And even if I flip to dwarfs, I just want to have magnetize the bases because yep. it's just so much simpler. It's so much simpler sure. transporting them from table to table at tournaments. Transporting well, you're them, leaning up on a hill, you don't have to worry about all the miniatures falling out. Exactly. Uh, and then I realized as I sit down to build it that the the, the stuff I bought from Plastruct, yeah. I either used all of the bottom mm. tray parts or the kids grabbed them and they're lost because they're gone. Mm. I've, I've been through everything. It's gone. So I actually had to pull out my tubs of the Games Workshop. I have so many of these that I oh, bought. The, the, the giant, yeah. the what well, is it? The modular movement tray. I've still got one more of them unsealed, yeah. are sealed. Uh, so... I've been making the basic movement. I'm going to make them. I'm sure. going to. They're, they're going to match. At this point, so they're going to match the bases yep. for my models, and that's it. And uh, oh, so my uh, hobby commitment. Yep. Last time I said I'd have a, 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 a display board done. Yeah. Fail. <laughs> Epic fail. Okay, I started drawing it out, and I started working on it. And you know what? <laughs> I'm I'm throwing ten percent of the blame on you. Wait, what? Because I had that, and you're like, "Oh, do you really think you want to cut it that size? Because oh, it's a perfect, tray? yeah, or no, not the, the, the display board, the display board." Because yeah. uh, you're like, "Because I had a perfect one, and I was making a small one for transport yeah. purposes." Right, right. And you're like, "You know, this is only two thousand. If you're going to want to use that for twenty four hundred, you might want it to be a little bigger." And I kept looking at going, "You know what? I am making this just for this 2000. particular army, just for this two thousand. It's not. It's it's." I already am not building the display board I have imaged in my it, that I have an image right. of in my head. I'm it's building a sort of a, a, yeah. yeah, and so I'm like I I don't want to build it. Like I really oh didn't I should have not it. said anything. Well, it's not, I mean I want to build it. I want to get it done the way I want it done. Like I I didn't want to. I was basically at the point where I was rushing this one for right. Paca. And Grant's like, "How's your display board coming?" I'm like, "Suck." And he's like, "You know, I'm not using that display board that you always borrow from me. I'm using my other one because I'm taking my warriors and not the cast wars." He's like, so you could borrow it. I'm like, done. <laughs> I'm taking it. I'm done. And I, and then like then in the back of my head, what about the commitment? Shut up. You know? <laughs> Blame pursue. I'm gonna get it done because I'll probably still take VC to to uh, to Acon. But you're you'll promise then to get it done for Acon. Well, yes, the display board have, that you want. Yes, I'm gonna do the display board that you I want here, for Acon. Folks. One nice display board. I got I got three months. I can actually start that, doing that. My, time goes quick. All time goes quick, especially when you're a hobby wastrel like I am at times. So. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to that. I'm going to get, get a new display board. If I'm you don't do it, then... Well, because I really want to see what trouble. I can do. If it doesn't turn out exactly the way I want it, at least I've done it. You know, I want to have right. that one portion of the board be a swamp, actually look like a swamp, so that those zombies with the swamp board pieces match and fit in. You know? Okay. So it's going to... I'm going to... I'm doing it. All right. I'm doing right. it. Okay. So that's it. So let's go to other really quick. You got any other? Other, like watching? Anything, et cetera? yeah. Yeah, I, I've finally finished the last three episodes of, of Walking Dead. Yes. I just burned through those last night. So and, how'd you? Uh, this it, was, it was good. It was better than I was expecting. But the thing with that show is I have to, like, force myself. I don't know what it is. I have to force myself to watch it. It depresses you too much, I think. I think that's it. Because it, it is too pretty, low. But that last episode was awesome. And according to Rellion, and I actually, I, I haven't read the comic book in a long time, mm-hmm. but it's, because I was talking with him, and he's like, that's pretty much dead out of the comic I, book. I saw that. They, I saw they, that tweet. And too. I was like, it, I, it was, I remember being that way. That was really well done. And, but yeah, it is uh, yeah, just depressing upon depressing. Oh, but I don't know if I can do it. There is so much good going on in that last episode. I mean, with, with, the, with the, uh, the governor 
And with yeah, them. yeah. Oh, and then when they and they're running to find a, and they find the the the. Well, we we can't say too much because I don't want to spoil it for anyone right. who hasn't seen no, it. I don't want to spoil. It. But don't you think you know these these different human factions that are fighting against each other? Mm-hmm. Don't you think that in this situation that there's strength in numbers and it would be it would be better to band together? I think they were all willing to. I think the governor is the thing that completely wrecked. Well, that. you you have your, your your handful of people that are just so out of whack. Yeah, that are more. Out for themselves. Yeah, and there are some crazy people out there, too. I mean, there's oh, yeah. times where you just have to, like, no, I'm sorry, I can't bring you in. I don't know you. I don't trust you. And that's kind of what the world's become, and that's where it gets right. really depressing. But, you know, with Herschel and all the people and the governor, they come in with that yeah. flipping tank, and I was just like, mm. oh, that was so good. It was so good. Yeah. But that was, yeah, that I love. I really, I can't wait for the February when that show comes back on. I'll, I'll probably watch it. <laughs> I don't know if I'm on the edge, edge of my seat necessarily, because... Again, it's so... Okay, don't you got to know what happened to them now, though? I, I do, but do I, is it worth the price of pay, You know, watching six or eight or ten episodes of that kind of depressing TV? <sighs> the catharsis, though, it's such a nice, it's such a nice emotional purge. You're just <laughs> nice emotionally drained that. at the, the end of that show. It's, you know... Um, okay, so I've been watching a bit. I've been watching a bunch of Netflix. I did finish Eureka, which I think I already said, which yeah. is great. I started watching Arrow. What's that? Arrow's on the CW. It's Green Arrow from DC Comics. Okay. If you don't know the story, uh, in this, and I don't remember how well it sticks to the comic because I haven't read Green Arrow since I was in like eighth grade. But in this, he's this, this he's, he's rich. It's almost like Batman. Mm-hmm. He's independently wealthy, but he's a he's a kid. He's almost like a Paris Hilton, right? Okay. He's a wastrel, and um, he winds up getting it. His their their his yacht sinks. And he winds up on this island with like all these like all these weird militant people are on there, mm. and he basically has to learn to survive. He becomes a survivor from them. Yeah, so he basically comes back and he's almost like a Batman. He wants to save his city, but unlike Batman, he goes after these guys and they've got all these trained bodyguards mm. that are shooting at him. Dude, he pulls out the arrow. He's putting arrows through people's eyeballs, putting right in the chest. Oh, yeah. He's killing people. Assassinating and right. them. And they call him the vigilante. In fact, they call him the hood because he wears this green hood. They don't call it's him. It's almost like Robin Hood. Though. Yeah. Well, yeah. but he's not Robin from the rich. Well, he's, killing the, he's, he's says, killing the rich. Yeah. Giving to but the he poor. actually says he's not. He goes, don't compare me to Robin Hood because I'm not. And he's. Hmm. this show is way better than it has any right to be. The first season's on Netflix. It's 23 episodes. I watched the first couple. I'm like, that's not bad. Yeah. Um, it gets awesome, like the end of the season, and I'm so pissed because the second season, there's like 10 episodes, like a short season, um, and they're not on Netflix, mm-hmm. and the, the next portion is coming up soon, and CW is only showing the last five. You can only watch the last five on their website. Okay. So like, I, I haven't seen the first five, and the only place I can find them is on Amazon. you got to pay for them. And I'm uh, not paying to watch them. So are you going to wait? So or? I'm going to have to. I'm stuck. I'm really yeah. pissed because I want to see what Jeez. happens. The show is excellent, though it really is. That's good, huh? It's 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 a superhero TV show that really pays off. It's just really good. Like I'm really impressed with what I'm watching. Hmm. So I've been watching that, and then uh, Harrison's all finished up with the things he's been watching. So he's looking for something new, and I was like, I was thinking Battlestar Galactica, the sci-fi. Oh, has network. he not seen that? No. Oh, that's a very good. It is a very good show, and I never got to watch the last like two seasons of it, so I don't know how oh. it ends because I. There was a long story, but I didn't get to watch the last two seasons. Sure. So we were talking about watching it, and I'm like, eh, you know, it's a little bit, the parts of it are a little bit 
more than I know. I think I'm comfortable with him watching at times, you know, with yeah, that show. Yeah, parts of it could be, yeah. And so he actually went on Netflix. He's like, well, what's the original show? That looks a little cool. So he put in the original Battlestar. Uh, wow. So he and I sat down and watched, like, the first three episodes. Uh-huh. And I haven't watched that since I was a kid. And I knew, you know, C- Commander Adama and the Battlestar and all this. Sure. I didn't realize how similar to the new series, like, a lot of the stuff they ca- a lot of the characters obviously the names are the same a lot of the names are the same but yep. they're looking for earth they are the 12 tribes right. each one is named after one of the zodiac a- a signs a lot of the ships are the same too yeah uh, in this one the only battle star that's left is the galactica right and you know and the cylons still have that cool ship you know and then they got the little red the red line right, right, right yeah, there, yeah. and they have that robot talking voice and stuff it, it, they make a reference to that in, in the new show like the very you know, first episode old, the toasters or whatever yeah. and the lady sounds like well those models still have their uses <laughs> well and it's funny cuz i'm watching it and they actually explain where they came from some weird race of lizard people mm. created these robots in the as original servants series. yeah yeah and then the, the the race of lizard people died off but the robots lived and now there's been they've been at war for like 700 years and right. and Harrison's even like you know it's cheesy and it's 70s and they all have bad 70s haircuts and the computers are terrible right. and the graphics look silly mm-hmm. but even Harrison's like you know this show isn't that bad I, I thought I liked it I thought it was a really good show back in the day so, but as the series went on some of the episode some of those movies got kind of silly well I'm watching it now we're on the third episode and so mm-hmm. Boxy got his daggett. Remember he had his dog? Yeah, that robotic dog. He got the robotic dog, which I remember. There's a monkey in that suit. Is it really? Yeah, I remember when I was a kid watching like Saturday morning programming. Yeah. They had uh, one of those live TV shows, and they had the Daggett came out, yeah, yeah. and they actually took the, the the head of it off, and they had like they have a chimp in there walking around. Huh. So it was makes sense uh, now that you because it's so it. small. If you watch yeah. how it walks, it, it, it looks it's, it legs like a chimp. It's a chimp. But how would they get it to move? I guess it's he an doesn't move very chimp. robotic. No, they, no, no. Like get them to move from point A to point B. Uh, they, dude, they you know train. I mean? They, I, I mean, they got ch- trained chimps to do all sorts of stuff sure. like that. But so he, he comes out. And he walks out with his robot. Harrison goes, "Oh my God, it's a ghetto R two D 2 because he's, you know, everything gets compared to Star Wars. Because right. he's like, oh, that is the worst. He's that like, he bad. will not accept that robot dog. He is so <laughs> irritated. Every time he comes on the screen, he just shakes his head. He's like, I'm not watching when the dog comes. I said, the dog comes on. I look, and he picks up his Wii U and starts <laughs> playing Zelda. He's like, I'm not watching that stupid dog. It is pretty silly. It was big round eyes and the ears that spin yeah. around. <laughs> yeah. But it's no worse than Tweaky from Buck Rogers, if you remember that. Beedy, beedy, beedy. Beedy, beedy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, at least that robot serves some sort of function. The, yeah, a robotic is, dog is, is ridiculous. Well, actually, they actually explained it, was that they don't have any more daggets. Well, like, dogs are called daggets. Daggets, sure. There's no more daggets because the daggets, you know, were all on the planet, and they didn't take any with them. They're all dead. So they take. But they, they used to. They, they expend technology and resources to make a fake dog? Well, here's uh, why. Because they used to use them... Um, to sniff out mines, and they they, explain, they have some military use mm-hmm. for the dogs that they would use them for, mm-hmm. and now they don't have any. So now they're making robotic versions of them. To so sniff th- out mines. To do whatever, yeah. To why do, not just use a minesweeper? I don't know. It's easier <laughs> to build these big, weird-looking dogs, you know, or these daggets. So no, I'm not buying it. I'm not fracking <laughs> buying it. <laughs> so that's that. And... Um, 
that's my other. That's all of well, it. You, you, for transition music for this particular segment, you've got to. I think you should work in some Battlestar, the okay. original theme song to Battlestar Galactica. I'm gonna have to get that. Dude, the opening credits are insane. Like you, you seriously. I'll show it to you when we're done. I'll just bring it up on Netflix yeah. really fast. Because it, it's like it's doing that coming from the back of the screen straight forward at you like Superman. Right. It's like Battlestar. That goes off completely. And then Galactica right, right. comes up. And then every, you know, music composed by and performed sure. by the Los Angeles Philharmonic Orchestra. It's yeah, just like, yeah. oh, dear Executive Lord. producer, Glenn A. Larson. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, so I, that's, I, did, I did always like those original silence no, by our command. They were they were so cool. They were, they were cool, and they had that weird cheesy robotic voice. Harrison won't even let that slide. He's like, "This is so." Well, back in those days, it was cool, but <laughs> now it is. They fly three of them in a ship, yeah, you know, yeah. and stuff. Wow, well, was... they're like heavy fighter bombers compared yeah. to the Vipers. You know, those special effects back then were actually, they, in my opinion, still stand up because they use models. It's not all CGI yeah. or anything. So, I had the toys. Those were great toys. In fact, I have the little. Or all I have left of the toys, I had the Vipers, I had the Cylons, yeah. and I had a. I might. I think I still up there. I think I still have the Cylon, mm. and I have one of the. I showed it to you. I have the little. The little. Oh, is that what that little guy was? That's the pilot. Oh, yeah. Okay. The pilot from the Viper from Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> the little metal guy. You tried putting that out as the center objective marker for our triumphant treachery and game. And nobody would and accept it. We are it. not having it. No, we're like, what is this? I know. Um. It's like you're putting a 40k but piece. I there. actually had the originals where you had you put the little red bullet in the, the front of the ship shooter. Yeah, you know, some kid choked on one of those things, mm. and then they changed them where it wouldn't actually come out of the ship. It, it was attached. Like, it would just pop forward yeah, yeah, and yeah. stick it back. I had the ones that actually would fire. Would shoot. Those were awesome. I remember playing yeah, with those. I, those were the best. I never had them, but I remember seeing them, and thinking, "Oh, those are so cool." I remember because the Star Wars toys were way bigger. And were way cooler, right. and they had the batteries, and you would push the button, and the little LED light yeah, would, would light, light up, up in the front, yeah. make the laser noise. Mm. I don't care about it. you had a little LED, big deal. Mine actually Mine shoot little shoots, stuff yeah. at you. So, all right, enough <laughs> off topic. Let's go, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little Garage One Hundred Two. Sounds like a plan. Unique Gifts and Games in Grays Lake, Illinois is the one-stop shop for all your gaming needs. They carry anything your favorite gamer may want. Board games, collectible card games, miniature-based games, and all your hobby gaming supplies are there, as well as books, charms, incense, crystals, and other unique gifts. UGG has it all. Come into the store and ask about their frequent buyers program, or check out their gaming and events calendars in-store or online. From Tuesday night War Machine and Thursday Board Game Night to Friday Night Magic, there's always something going on at Unique Gifts and Games in Gray's Lake. Check them out on the web at uniquegg.com. And we're back. Hello again. Welcome back to Garage Hammer, and we're for our next part of Garage 102. Um, we covered choosing an army, now we're going to talk about writing lists. Mm. This is probably going to be a little bit of a shorter, I think, segment than sure. some of the other Garage 102s, because 
I mean, you know, writing lists is basically just doing some math, but I just thought it would be fun to talk about um, more about how how we write our lists because my list writing has really evolved. I sat down to think about it, and it's really... Well, I think it, it, it depends on what kind of game you want to play, what style of player are you. Are you uh, ultra-competitive because that's going to pretty much determine what choices you bring. Are you a fluff player because right. you can pretty much bring every everything. Yeah. Exactly, but still, I mean, everyone's got to sit down and write a list, and you got to start with something. Mm. So, what do you start with when you're writing a list? Do you have anything that you, or okay, let me ask you this because this is sort of how I did it in my notes. Um, I did the, like I just did little bullets of the history of my list building, and when I first started playing this game, I kitchen synced it. That was my list style <laughs> of building. I was the same. A little bit of everything, right? I opened up the army book and just started writing. Like I didn't even think about points. Right. I'm like, okay, I'm going to take 20 miners, mm-hmm. and I'm going to have a big block of 40 uh, hammerers, and mm-hmm. I probably want two units of 15 of these iron breakers. Right. Uh, well, you got to take your core. So then, you know, I start. I mean, wow, this is cool. That's cool. Right. I mean, you take it because you can. And then you right. and then you write up the list, and then you start adding up the points. You're like, oh, I'm at 4,000. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got to cut. Uh, you know, forty percent of this list, right? Yeah, thinking back to the list that I, I used to play, you know, it'd be some combat elements, throwing some chariots, different kinds of chariots, you know, a dragon, a couple yeah. bolt throwers, and it's it's a hodgepodge. It's a hodgepodge of stuff. It, it didn't really synergize well. Nope. Half the army would be on this side, the other half couldn't march. It was sitting back. It was a bizarre mix of what I owned. You and know, what you, what you had painted. What you had, well. Like I said, I started playing with Christopher, who was like, screw that noise, play the game, you know. Um, but, yeah, if you were playing with other friends, you'd want to have stuff painted, too. Right. But it's a mix of what you own and just, you know, that, that I think it's your, when you first start playing this game, you know, you're excited. Mm-hmm. It's something new. You want to play. You've got that first army picked. It's your first love. It's seriously, there's that, that first love sort oh, yeah. of element that goes oh, into yeah. there. And it's you like open that car. Book. Yeah, and you want and you want to take... Everything. Seriously. I mean, if I could write up an army list to play against Christopher when we first started playing that took every unit in the book, I would have. Sure. I totally would have just because I want to try everything. I want everything. Yeah, you're bringing an army of whatever your favorites are. Yeah. And you're new. So you're not exactly at the point where, like, now we can sit around and be like, okay, this, you know, this. Well, you you disregard entire types of units because it just isn't part of the play style or it doesn't serve a function. Or it's just, I mean, sometimes, I mean, with, you know, not even worried about optimal, but sometimes stuff is so suboptimal, you're just like, dude, this is never going to work with my list or my stuff. Even though it may have an amazing model. Yeah. I mean, how often do you get an amazing, you know, say what you want about the Coven Throne. It's one of the nicest models in the VC range. Well, there's so many of those out there. The Slaughter Brute slash Vortex. Beast. Yeah. You don't see that very often, but it's a great looking model. Yeah. And so it winds up being off the table because it doesn't play well, where... When we're playing, who cares? It's like, I got this. It's mm. cool. Throw it on the table. And I don't know. And plus, almost everything in any army book mm-hmm. looks and sounds good when you're reading it on paper. Now, if you've played in a bunch of tournaments, you can sort of read something and be like, yeah, sure. that's not cool. But you read the fluff. You read, I mean, the Medusa stuff in the and, the, and that blood rack shrine. Right. You read that. The fluff. Well, this sounds pretty cool. You know? Well, yeah. They, they write it in such a way that it kind of. Makes it sound cool. It, it it romanticizes it. I remember when the Beastman Army book, the last one, came out, mm-hmm. and uh, Christopher and I were talking. And this is when the the stores would get the book a week or two ahead of time sure. and let you look you through preview it. it so. And Christopher and I were sitting there talking about the Gorgon 
and the mm-hmm. Jabber Slythe mm-hmm. and whatever the other one is. I can't think of it off the top of my head. And you read their oh, this one can see wizards and just hates magic and goes right. after it. And this thing is just causes insanity and it's got all this weird attacks. Every one of those sounded awesome. I was convinced when we were reading this that you were going to see these things on all the tables. Dawn of a new age. So cool. These big bees are so cool. And then you start playing. It's like, well, they're kind of overpriced. They die easy. <laughs> no armor. Doesn't work. Right. You know? And it's like, you know, it, especially when you're a new player, you don't have that in your head right. where you read that and go, oh, this isn't going to work. It right, may, right. you know. Well, you don't have the clarity of how... Of, of the math, yeah, right, and fluff it's got, wise, it's got you know, toughness. This no armor, no ward save. You know, poison, mm-hmm. strength three, shooting, whatever. Always winning on sixes. But you read it, and you're like, that's the cool. And then you see that cool model, and it don't matter. Yeah. And, and so I think when we first start list building, I was kitchen sink in it. I think, I think we can label that the kitchen kitchen sink phase. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I, 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 and then I think you slowly. I moved into my favorite unit phase. All right, I yeah. was playing with dwarfs and. Every list started the same. Mm. Gyrocopter, mm-hmm. cannon, grudge. I took like one of each. I mean, no matter what, I always threw a gyrocopter. It was the coolest model. That was your favorite unit, the gyrocopter. Fa- yeah, and it didn't. And it took me a while to learn how to use it because the first couple of games, mm-hmm. like I kept it held back a lot. And Christopher actually thought I was holding it back because. I was using it to protect my war machines, mm-hmm. but I was really holding it back because I didn't quite understand the rules on how it worked, and I thought it worked one way, and I didn't want it to die real fast and not uh, get to use like it. Keep it alive. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also, for some reason, was confused. When we first started playing, I thought all elves had always strikes first, mm-hmm. and so I didn't, like, you know how when you would charge, you know, whoever charged got to strike sure, first. right. Well, I thought all of his guys had always strike first, so I would never charge. Uh, like I would, like, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna set gonna up where die. I want, and let yeah. you charge me anyway, because. Right. And then Chris, after about the second game, he's like, "Why are you always giving me the charge? Why are you giving up the?" I'm like, "Well, you have." He's like, "No, no, no, that's only high elves." So I was like, "Oh well, crap." <laughs> you know, so that's <laughs> let's play again. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I was the same way. My favorite unit was, and actually still is, Dragon, Dragon Princes. Dragon, it's, I knew it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so back in the day, I would field a unit of five, maybe ten. And I played Alex a bunch of times, and uh, he basically sat me down one day and was like, look, you don't know how to use cavalry, you don't know how to use dragon princes, don't use them. I'm like, yeah, but I like them so much. He's like, do you want to win? I'm like, well, yeah. He's like, then don't use them, because you don't know how to use them. Until you know, you got to shelve them. And, and do, that was a, a wake-up call. I'm like, oh, all right, I, it, I guess. It took me forever to learn that. I didn't have someone to sit me down and say, don't don't like that. <laughs> I mean, still to this day, you know, oh, you should really ought to take a Black Knight bus. It's really good. Yeah, uh, except that my, I always lose mine. And I granted, I mean, it, well, that you know, there's two sides to that argument because you could turn around and say, well, if I don't take it, how am I going to learn how to use it? Right. you got to start somewhere. You know, so, but that, yeah. So I went from kitchen sink to favorite uniting. Mm, yep, and, I, I was the same. And it was seriously with, with, and I would never do it with, in fact, now it's funny because with my VC, I almost don't ever take rare units. Hmm. You know, like I'll throw in a Vargolf on on the list. I'm taking a pack. Uh, sometimes yeah. I'll take a Black Coach. I don't use the the Terrorgeist all that much. Sure. So my army is mostly Lords, Core, and then Vargolf. specials. Yeah, it's mostly specials. And I, 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 I'll, I. I'd, I'd rather bulk up and have extra points to have more Graveguard and more. Well, I think it depends like on the that. army. Yeah, it different on armies have different strengths and different slots. Right. Right. And so I just, but with with my dwarves, it was just always straight to that favorite unit, straight to the rares. I know I'm going to take 
I've only got a few hundred points, or I've only got a couple of slots. When we had slots. <laughs> slots, yeah. So we have uh, kitchen sinking, favorite unit. Once I started learning how to build lists, mm-hmm. then my general sort of became my first thing, like, like my linchpin to my army. Okay, so that set the tone then for your list. Did, uh, did you ever get into that phase? I don't know what your next phase was. Uh, my but- next phase was uh, what do I want to achieve? What what I, I want to impose my will upon my opponent. How do I want to do that? Okay. That then determined the list. Okay. The, so it was... Was your general picked first? Mm, not all the time. See, for me, it almost always was. In fact, right now, it almost always is because it's like, well, especially, and like I said, with EC, but even with the dwarfs, mm-hmm. I, I got to the point where I was like, I know I'm taking the Lord mm-hmm. on the shield bearers because that was my play style. That was right, what I wanted right. to do. Um, and that was, and you, you, it kind of built my army. What do you want to achieve? Kind of built around that. Uh, even now with the VC, mm-hmm. I generally pick, I'll go with the general first. Do I want a choppy Lord Vampire, or am I looking for a casty Necromancer with less points? That's exactly that's it. Going to, it's going to yeah. set the tone, and your general, I mean, even with you, I mean, so many people now are, you know, you need that level four. Everyone, you know, you right. need that level four. You you got to, I mean, that's kind of your first pick. What, where, what, what are you going to do? Are I, you I gonna, think it's what, what phase do you want to dominate to right. facilitate your will imposing? Right. right. Is uh-huh. it, if it's you know magic, of course, you're level four. If it's combat, you take your, your fighty guy. So yeah, so the general sort of becomes this important piece. Um, do I want a ghoul king? Do I want a vampire lord? Do I want a level one vampire lord? Do I want to take a level four vampire lord and combine it all in mm-hmm. there? Right. So the general will set the tone for the army because if I'm going to take that master necromancer, I know I'm going to be bulking out with lots of units to to kind of right. grow yep. and to bunker him because he's squishy. Whereas if I got a vampire lord, I know <laughs> I know that I'll take a few things, but I'm not so worried about that because he's going to be growing. He's going to be standing in the front of that unit of grave guard or in the front of that bus, and he's going to be coming in there to kill. I, I, I suppose my dif- my approach is a little bit different. You know, with the orcs, it's uh-huh. you know I'm going to shoot you, magic you from range. Okay. My general is only there to keep the the unit from breaking because he's got the stubborn crown, mm-hmm. and he prevents animosity. That's it. So, what kind of a general do you usually take? A black orc. Okay, so you don't take a sh- you don't take a level four. You can take I, I you do, take a level I four take, and I a, do take the level four, but okay. he's not my general. So your general and is he is he just? He's I mean, do you stubborn crown do you five him up, out or yeah, stubborn crown five up ward save, uh, and some other character typically has a magic resistance three. Okay, I find him, so he's got a good uh, ward save against lore of death. Okay, and he's pretty tough. He can fight if he has to, although I'd prefer not. <laughs> and again, the stubborn crown, leadership nine. I prefer animosity. not to have my orc war boss fighting. There's something wrong well, with that statement. Okay, let me let Fluff me rephrase. Wise, but you know what I'm saying. Fluff wise, that's I I I stated that poorly. I will only put him into combats that I know that I can win. I see. All right. If that orc book is coming out mm. at the end of this year, like we're saying, yep. I got one wish for you. End of 2014. Is that the yeah. rumor? Okay. Well, because apparently, if the if the uh, if the rumors are true and that then the army book is hitting summer this in year the summer be... they're going to be the first or second book to come yeah. out again so what's your wish <laughs> is that your orcs can actually fight i that I'm, was the I'm, biggest I'm, whiff I'm bored with that. The, the biggest whiff in that book i mean i love all the chaff i love that you can take 15 or 16 units and you can have Pump wagons, which I'd like to see more pump wagons on the table for you because I, I, I think too. they're fun. Yeah, I think I they're too. they're a cool fluff unit. Well, you'll see one at Paco. 
But just, you know, all this little stuff flying all over the place is cool. Mm-hmm. But everything you read is the green tie, just hordes of green skins riding yeah, the, the brutish, tough. Yeah. I mean, I want to go back. I remember in 7th Ed actually seeing units of black orcs and units of, I want to see orc boys be worth taking again. Mm. How do you do that? It, It's all I about the wah ability. Yeah, exactly. But I, they don't need to be great if they're cheap enough that you can just take yeah. big bunches of them because that's what everybody is. They just take sure. hordes of sure. goblins because goblins are cheap. And you can take crap mm. loads of them. I just, but I just, I want to see the green tide. I when you play 40k, that's just huge. When people play orcs in Waves 40k, of green. Yeah. That, that's, I would, I would, I would start to collect. I would I, actually, after selling it all off, I would start mm-hmm. to collect an orc army again. Hmm. I love the horde armies. This, <laughs> you know, I'm sad that I'm selling off Harrison Skaven. That was an army I would love to play. I just don't want to paint it. I never want to paint yeah, it. And, you know, it's that's the problem with that army. Yeah, but I would, I would paint up and play. An orc army in well, a second. The, the, the if they could have a green tide, how, how would they make it effective? You know, it, the old wa I think was a good ability. You know, where you move up, uh, you, you move up. I think you could charge, and if you successfully if you charged, declared the wa, you rolled, and every, everyone got to move. Yeah, well, you'd I roll. Think you rerolled hits if you charged. That yeah, turn. you'd roll on the well, yeah, and you'd roll on that chart, but you got to add to your dice for your rank bonuses. Yeah, so that you'd almost always hit because remember it was you basically it was like the animosity one you would. Do nothing, and six you would charge forward, mm-hmm. but you would add for your rank bonuses. So you'd almost always hit the sixes because you'd get yeah, all the bonuses. That was, and that was back when if you got the charge first, you attacked first. Right. So that was that. Yeah, that was massive. You need to put a wah back in there, but I just like I but said, the, yeah, the current form of it is is no, it's unheard of. You never see it being used, and that just it it does it drives me nuts because yeah. it, it's got all the all the little. Periphery pieces are great, but there's never but a the wah. Meat, the meat is missing. The, exactly. Yeah. There's no. You never see a bunch of boots on the mm-hmm. table. Orcs coming in to fight. So even the, you, the current... you've got one giant unit of, and it's always the savages. Right. One giant unit of savages that you're handing around mm-hmm. that almost never get into flipping combat. Well, you know they will if, again if they have to. But even when they do, and I'm guilty of this, I, I will never call a wah because I just forget about it. Yeah, you know, because plus, it's, it's plus one combat res for other orc units, or plus D three for the general's unit. In the age of steadfast and stubborn, and this that. I mean, and the it's other, nice to have, but it's so. I mean, it doesn't really, help. I mean, and I'm falling back on the fluff, but we're talking about the wah. Mm. You read it, and the energy flows through, and you get the enemies. I mean, you read in the dwarfs; they can physically feel the orcs getting riled up because right. it's a palpable wave of like orc energy yeah. yeah where they're starting to physically mm. start to shake and their eyeballs are starting to bulge right, yeah. and they're screaming and it's like it, it should be something like reroll to hit or and or to wound yeah, there you know, should plus be one to hit something like that yeah that's that one turn in the game where it can really go and have it mm. for the orcs but the orcs they also got to be on the field right yeah they got to be there for yeah. work and i just i yeah I, I like that wish i totally agree with you i uh, do I like the way that they currently work in, in, in an all-shooting army? Not necessarily, but it is what it is, and I'll play it. Right. It's just, it, it doesn't seem orky to me. It seems very goblin-y to me. It seems like you've got a goblins yeah. and orcs army. It's, it's, <laughs> right, it's, right, right. It's, it, it's goblin-heavy. Hmm. They're the ones who, got, squigs and goblins go hand-in-hand. Hand. you got squigs, you got goblins, you got fanatics, you got pump wagons. Wolf riders, Goblin chariots. chariots. It's all goblins. Yeah. And it's like, I want to see some orcs. They're the things that... I'm, I, I'm with you. 
I but that's it. going back. But that's so, yeah. But so, you know, depending on your army, I think picking your general first is mm-hmm. sort of a viable sure. yeah, sort that's, of way. That's a good way to do it. Uh, you can start with your core. Whatever, again, whatever slot your army is strong in. Right. Warriors, I think it's your, your core. High elves are certainly special. And I think eventually, at least with the few books, that with the armies that we play in our group, mm-hmm. your core pretty much stays, if not exactly the same, pretty similar from list to list. Maybe. In general, yes, but I, I think oftentimes it will, it will change. I think in a lot of armies, though, you find a default. You find a default that you're sort of comfortable with right. because... I mean, even with the high elves, you know, you're going to take a couple of things of archers mm. and usually a big block of spears, and there's your core. That's what I was thinking about, though. Not always. You could take all reavers. You could take silver helms. Well, now you can, yeah. yeah. If you and if you want to go with the, if you want to go with the all cav army, or if you want to go with mm. fewer fewer units, you can. Um, but it seems to me, I mean, when I play against you. For me, yeah. Well, to this you know, point. I, and even Harrison, when he lights it up, he a couple of units of 10 sure. archers and some spears. And you hear that most commonly. Mm. Um, I, you know, I sort of default to, uh, I'm either got some ghouls, ghouls or some skeletons and a bunch of zombies. Yeah. And it's it's an well, easy what default. what you take in core? That's well, pretty much it. Uh, it? You got dogs, ghouls, skeletons, oh, right. and zombies. Oh. You know, I don't even take dogs all that much anymore, even as uh, cheap redirectors. Right. I don't usually... Well, you got the spirit hosts. You don't really need the. Yeah, I got dogs. a couple of those, and then I've got. Some, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. with uh, with my dwarfs, I always went with. Uh, you know, you got to have at least one unit of warriors. Mm-hmm. Sometimes two because you want to get some extra long beards. Sure. So you got some warriors enough to get some long beards, and then if you're going to have some ballistic skill shooting, you know, th- uh, a unit of thunderers or quarrelers. Usually something to def- maybe to defend your war sure. machines, but it was it, you know I think a lot of times with core you fall into a comfortable even if you've got more than one build like you've got your yeah. you know maybe your silver helms and reavers I think that's like the easiest portion to fill you know you you know you've got a minimum twenty five percent sure yeah Just you know you've it. got your core tax and in your in the back of your head no matter what your theme is you sort of have an idea okay I'm probably I'm I can easily just dump this in. So what would you, how would you characterize this mode of list building? Well, I think we're still in where I would pick the general. Picking, um, I'm just the general. Yeah, I'm just talking about with with the core. It's simple, mm. you know, because you've got a minimum and you kind of know what works for you. And a lot of times, it's just it's something that's easy to okay. fall back on when you're. So, so I think maybe we call it build around X, whether yeah. it's your general or you know core or rare core, special yeah. or whatever. Um, now eighth edition. I think really starts, and the books start lending themselves to um, what I've got listed as synergy. And I think you you mm. touched on that. Mm. What do I want to accomplish? And I can, and, and you know, you can you can really start to tailor your lists to making sure that each unit facilitates, facilitates that. that th- whether it falls into a certain theme or a certain concept or a certain idea. Um, you know, and that that falls into anything. You know, whatever your concept is, even if it's, uh, even if you're a whack player. You know, mm-hmm. if you're one of these win at all costs. You know, there's only one list for every army. You got to take this list because they're the sure. optimal choice. But that that you got to take these because these all work together. Yes, that might be a good thing, but that doesn't work well with this list. 
Given and, the meta. Yeah. <laughs> right? Exactly. And I think, but, and that's kind of where I was at for a really long time. And even with the new books is that synergy, you know? Mm. I mean, you've got it. You, you've mentioned you can take an all-cav army. Right. Or. Magic heavy. Yeah. Or the light council or but, whatever. Yeah, the light council. You used to take your, your, your book of Hoeth. Hundred point book of Hoeth. There was there was always a very specific build around sure. that theme. Um, Mind raiser. You build around that. Yeah. yeah. Heck, I do it all the time. I mean, in the beginning, it was uh, ghouls, uh, crypt horrors, and the mortis engine. Mm-hmm. You know, it all that all worked really well together, yeah. and I took a ton of it. Um, then when I started, then when I switched over to playing a lot more with Graveguard. I sort of dropped the mortise engine points-wise to get some other things, and then I started going with a heavy, an infantry-heavy list, and I started building around, making sure I had infantry. Um, once the Graveguard came in, I started taking more White Kings sure. just to throw them in there. And I think, uh, I think that's... I think... I think for most players, that's where it's at. Okay. I mean, trying to build. I, mean, I think. You, would you agree? I mean, that's kind of where I'm I, I at think a lot of the time. Uh, I, yeah, I think the majority fall into that category. I think where I'm at right now, and I'm kind of moving out of, admittedly, is is honing in on and perfecting that tournament build. And the, but and that's I think that's part of that falls into the synergy synergy category. It, right. Is that tournament build? Is that every piece? Serves a purpose. If it doesn't, it's out. Everything. It's like it's clockwork. You've got to right. Uh, Every piece is expendable. You know. You, you know the timing as to when mm-hmm. something is filled, and so that's where I'm at right now. And it, I've I've enjoyed the process of getting to it, but a lot of the games that I play are becoming repetitive. Yeah. So, I think I'm headed towards more themey. And that's the last one on my list. Fluffless. But I don't want to jump off the synergy yet because I think that's you know. And I know we're not sitting here telling people how to build their list. If you're looking well, no, how you, to build a list. These are personal progressions for me yeah, and you. That seem to be exactly. Parallel. I mean, you know, that's why when we even when we even said this was going to be one of the t- Garage 102 topics, mm-hmm. I thought about it and said, I can't tell people how to build a list. I mean, you know. Well, we can just tell people how we've built yeah, ours. Every Well, every army's different. Every army needs different things. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, you, 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 you build to the, you got to have X amount of points. I mean, sure. it's what you want to take, right? Um. I think the synergy works, and I think if you're playing in tournaments, that's where you're at. I think that's the optimal build is, is doing that, working on a tournament list. Right. But like you said, I mean, you get a little bored playing it. And I, and sometimes, you know, if you're playing with that small group of friends and you keep coming with that same list, I think it's... It can you know, get old. And maybe that's you know, that mindset is, oh, 8th edition is getting stale. And maybe it is if you're playing that same list. Same combination. You know, yeah. I'm, I keep taking this army... You know, I only change up. Oh, I pull out this cannon and I add in this this shooter. Right, or I pull right. out this and add in this. Right, everything's the same. I just change the magic lore. Yeah, and I could see that getting oh. getting stale. You know, um, yeah, I can absolutely see that. Mm. Now the funny. Now I'm at the point, and I think everybody knows this. I am at uh, the final point, point E, which is fluff. I'm taking what I feel like. And and optimal be damned, <laughs> synergy be damned. Mm. I I mean I still go for elements of synergy. I'm not building stupid lists that won't work. Right. But hey, I want to make this unit work, and I'll build around it, sure. and I'll try that because this is this is what this army is means to me. This is what you know. That's my 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 vampire list. It's a, it's a growth list. It's totally a yeah. Grind you out. 
yeah. boots on the ground. This is that Walking Dead sort of sure. mentality where you turn around and there's skeletons and zombies everywhere. Kill all you want You'll because when more. you turn the corner, there's another unit right. coming. And it, to me, that's just not even play-wise. I think you know that forging the narrative, mm. that that movie going on in my head. You know, I've always loved horror movies and that's the, that sort of zombie <laughs> picture. Yeah. And even like there's a couple of uh, you know the, you read some of the Black Library. There's a two actually a Gotrek and Felix, one of the first novels where the one ended and the second one picked up literally just at where it left off, like that scene. Hmm. And they were stuck in this place, and there was they had uh, a necromancer who was just throwing zombies at them everywhere. And everywhere they turned, every little weak part of the defenses, a zombie's coming through. Hmm. And it and it's just that sort of. It's like a disease. It's yeah. going to attack you where you're weakest. Yeah, and I think as, as an opponent, I, I love sort of that, like, I'm going to have... I mean, you've played it before, and, you're yeah. like, oh, and it's hard, and it's it's nerve-wracking. I move this guy forward, and I mm. don't know if suddenly there's gonna he's going to pull up a unit of 15 behind me. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. when you grow, like, 50, 60, 80 zombies, I'm like, oh, okay, that combat's not going to happen. We've got to go somewhere else. Well, not only that, but if I can actually get off a couple of new units... Hmm. I can just see it in your eyes, like, oh, they're everywhere, right? And um, but that's like that's my list. And is it the optimal list? Is it you know? It's not the two terror geist and the flying. Well, this it's, and that. it's your ideal fun list. Yeah, right. That's it's it's just, how you want to play, and that's how you envision the army to work. Yeah. I can see that. I can totally see that. And it totally works. And I think if you're building a list, and that's my advice, start off building stuff you like. If you're going to be going to tournaments with friends, maybe get some advice before you really invest. If you're mm-hmm. starting off. With a new army, you know, you don't want to invest in a bunch of stuff that turns out to be crap later because it's not cheap. Mm. But, uh, you know, you got to build something you like. That's uh, you know, really I would it. experiment as you as much as you can. Get as much exposure you, as you can to different games. Watch games. Play games with different armies. Mm-hmm. That's the best way, I think, to find out what you like and what you don't. Yeah. You get to see what style of play you're into. Yeah, I was going to suggest going on the forums and seeing the different lists these people build, but mm, a lot of times yeah. that, that's so, those those net lists, I mean, they'll give you a great list, but if it's not your play style, it won't work for you. And You have to experience it, either yeah. by watching it directly or playing it. Exactly. Playing it would be ideal. Yeah, but just sitting there on a screen reading lists. Uh, if it, and if it doesn't turn out to be your style. Unless you have some experience to support what you're reading, right. that's not going to work. Yeah, and it all comes down to if it's not your style, it's not going to work. And if it's not, it's just it's plain old not going to work. Right. You can have the best list on the planet. I know you've got lists that you could give me your list, and I wouldn't know how to effectively play it because I don't have that type of experience, and I don't know. So it's like, you know, build your own list. Right. And and build it to a, something that that you know. I might even suggest if you're not certain how a unit works. Either A, don't start off with them, or start off with just one and keep it small so you can learn how to use sure. it. Yeah, experiment and see how it does for you. Yeah. But it's funny because, like I said, now I'm at the point where I know how my army works and I'm taking total fluff lists. I'm mm. taking just what I want to take because I want to take it, which is funny because, quite frankly, we I think I've come full circle. Hmm. Because a pure fluff list, if you're taking a list and you're going through the army fluff and saying, these things wouldn't even be together, I'm taking this for that, yeah. you know, you're trying to get something that builds to how the the fluff part of the army works, um, and then you're just taking fun, I'm back to kitchen sinking it. Are you really? Wow. Well, I mean, but kind of. 
Because if well, I'm taking a fluff list, it's like, okay, I want to take this theme. So I'm like, okay, I want to take this, 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 and this. I don't know how many points it's going to be yet. Sure. I just know that these things will kind of be cool together and fit the theme I want to take. And then I got to throw it all together and look and go, okay, now I got to peel off stuff because I've got too much points. And I'm back to doing that again. I I'm see, back to I looking see. at my list and saying, these three or four things would be really cool together. Mm-hmm. I want to play with this. I throw it down and say, it would be optimal if I had this much of these different things. <laughs> oh wait, that's way too many points. I gotta, I gotta peel some stuff off. So you've you've come full circle. I'm more like a slider that I think I'll slide between, you know, those optimal tournament lists back to fluff type lists. Right. And and go, I think going back and forth between those two, I think will be a lot of fun. And I'm yeah. looking forward to that. And you've started to. I've noticed, especially with triumph and treachery and doing these yes, things, you're taking, yes. you're just taking stuff that you're gonna have fun I think playing. I can finally do that savage orc themed list with all dinosaurs. And, really and do it in try and treachery. Yeah. So instead of an Arachnorok, I would use the the Troglodon. Okay. You know things like that. Uh, oh, okay. I see what the you're cold saying. one chariot wouldn't have boars. You would have cold ones. Okay. Or for for the boar chariot, you know, with a couple of savage orcs on the back. You know, I think that'd be kind of cool. It'd yeah. Be fun. And it might be fun. It, it fits to your hobby. You can build, and we're only playing thousand point lists or twelve hundred exactly. to start. Something so small. Start with it. Build it. Put it up there. Have fun with it. Um, if it doesn't work, it's well. It, and if you start, work. if you start taking Time mercenaries, then you can just sure. anything you really want to build. Mm. Any, yeah, you know, I really want to, you know, I don't even play this, but I really <laughs> want to do this. Yeah, I can bring it, it in for mercenaries. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I still when we go to tournaments, I still build lists to compete. I, you know, they're not as competitive as they could be. They're as competitive as I need them to be. I'm not going to take a pure fluff list, you know, just garbage to a tournament because I'm not paying money and going to a hotel and doing all that to and get stomped. Money we get, yeah. To get stomped. I mean, I just, I, I, I don't. That's, well, yeah, that's not fun. It's to not me. fun to lose all the time, right? Yeah, it's not, and it's not fun to lose big all the time, right? You know, if the games are close, that's one thing. Well, it bits. I mean, I, my worst loss was a twelve eight mm. that when I took the Coven Throne that year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I ran four, four, four of my games ran from 8-12 to 12-8. You know? So right in the middle. And they were all fun and they were exciting. I, I, did, I couldn't make it work to where I could crush. Then I, I did have one game and I, I actually played uh, Greg Marcotte's Ogres. And mm-hmm. I, I think that one I had a 14-6 or a 16-4. I managed to really oh, wow. okay. pull off a big – I got lucky and pulled off a really decent-sized win. Um. But it was luck. It really sure. was, and um, it's not a, it wasn't a consistent performer for you, like, right? Yep. Um, and you know, but I, I could have gone fluffier with that list and gone sure. even more themey. But I, you know, I, you still want to at least try to win. You want to put up an effort, you right. know, right? But um, I have come kind of come to that back. My my fluff list really start off being kitchen sinky. Um, See, I'm the opposite. My my fluff lists are very. Concentrated like this all impact hit hitting orc list, right? But see, if I was thinking of that, then I would just start. I would start with just I, you know I'm sitting there with pencil and paper, mm. just start listing all the different things that I could say. Oh, ch- this 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 this. Right. You know, I'd like to take two or three or a, a unit of this or whatever. Right, right. And then then I sit back and look at it. And go okay. I I got to pare this down. You know. Right. But I I I, I sort of I I find it fun. To sort of look at the, if I was really picturing it in my head, what would I really, you know, if I'm almost wish listing my own army list, mm. I would love to have all this in it. You, you can't take it all, but mm. then it's here, and then you can say, okay, what what's going to work, what's not yeah, going to. I can see that. Well, it's a different, uh, it's, I think we're talking about the same approach, just different flavors. Yeah. 
You know, you yeah. want to, you know, take a little bit of everything. Uh, I, I want to take something, you know, stick with a kind of a theme. Mm-hmm. What what has impacted that? If it has it, I'm going to take it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm like I said, I'm doing the same thing. It's not pure kitchen sinking. I'm not writing down every list in the book anymore. But it's I, I still all the variety is fun. But I have an idea for a list, for a theme, for a fluffy theme mm-hmm. list. Um, the first thing I will do is just start. I will. I'll just start writing down any unit that could fit that theme. Yeah. Just just throwing it down and not worrying about the points. I that's mm-hmm. because these are the things. Then you see, okay, this is too expensive. Then then I start honing it. Whereas you, I think you're honing it right in the beginning when you're yeah, yeah, yeah. when you're doing your list. Um. But that's that's how I. I mean, I like I said, I have fun. I mean, I think we all sit around writing lists. I mean, how often? I th- you know, I think about it a lot. I do. You know, yeah. I can build this and this many points. If I upgrade to biggins, it's that many points. Exactly. I mean, you hear people doing it all the time. A new book comes out, and people say, sure. oh, "I'm writing 15 different. I've already written 15 different lists for this army. Right. Things that I right. might be able to do." That's the fun of it, right? The number crunching and see what you can. Yeah. What untapped potential can you come up with? And. um don't let anybody tell you that you should never take something. I think that's a big thing. And me, me personally, you know, I, I, I'm Brian Steele's like that. He's a friend of the show. Yeah. He hates hearing the always or never. I don't like one pluses necessarily in an army. Um, if they're one plus because they're just so over the top good. We've talked about this. These new army books, do you see most of them, the one pluses are becoming fewer and farther between. Mm. Um, but if you want to take something, take it, play with it, try to make it work. I think building a list, I mean, really it, it comes, that's the first step in whether or not you're going to have fun on that table. Well, I think it ultimately boils down to what game, what sort of game do you want to play? Mm-hmm. You want to play competitive? It, 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 I think certain units will be highlighted. Certain units will take a step back. Mm-hmm. Do you want to play fluff or theme or narrative? Again, that lends itself to a certain type of build. Right. So. Well, I mean, it, and yeah, and it depends on your type of fun, you know? Yeah. It, it depends on it depends on your gaming group, your type of fun. But I think if you're going to build a list, first and foremost, you've got to build a list that you're going to have fun with. And if your fun is, is, is stomping people into the earth, and then your fun list is hard as nails, optimal choices. But um, you're going to be painting... And building those models and painting that army. Spending a lot of time. And you're going to be playing it and practicing it. And if it may not work at first, and so you're going to have to play extra games to learn how to right. make it work right. So make sure it's something that you're going to have fun with. Because if you start building and say, wow, this isn't my play style, don't be afraid to back off and say, wow, this is not my play style. i got to rethink this. Sure. You know, just because you're painting the models doesn't mean, well, now I'm stuck with this. If it's not working, stop. Well, it's it's and, a hobby, right? It's not a yeah, job. Exactly. If it was a job, that's a different story. Yeah. So, but um, I mean, that's, that's about it. I mean, this really isn't. I well, just kind of yeah. Opined about how we build lists. And, yeah, and how we've sort of our list building has changed. It's funny how we've sort of come to the same place through mm-hmm. sort of different. But we even started a bit the same, you know, with the with mm-hmm. the you know with kitchen sink in it, and yeah, I, I, I'm I'm guessing. That everybody or most everybody kind of started doing that when they first started playing. I, they, I think they either fall into that camp or they have this mental image of some unit type, or maybe they've seen a movie mm-hmm. where they've seen something in action, and and that's what they go with. 
Well, that would be that would fall under the second one, the favorite unit. Favorite which you unit, may skip right, the kitchen right. sinking. Harrison used to kitchen sink like crazy. A little bit of everything. Oh yeah, nope. I mean his lists were just all over the place, and he couldn't care less. Like this is too cool <laughs> to not put on the table. I can take that. I'm taking it exactly. Oh. Um, and you see a lot of people do it. I'm I'm curious. I'm curious if you guys are listening. To feel free, please come on the come on to the uh, show thread on the show thread and the and tell us. You know if. Were you a kitchen sink list builder when you started? Because I'm, I'm curious as to how many people were. Because that is that, that honestly was probably some of the most fun I had writing lists. Just because I think I had a pretty unrealistic picture of everything in my head as a, as a brand new gamer. And just the delusions of grandeur I had as I was writing that list. I mean, seriously, it's like... It's like a Christmas story with Ralphie with all of his little right. visions as he's as he's writing his little theme to get a Red Ryder yeah, BB yeah. gun. I would sit there writing this this list. Oh, it's gonna I'm be a, glorious. <laughs> I could I could I could rule the world with this right. list. You know? well, that, that's when the experience kind of sl- can may not jive with your expectations. Then exactly. I remember when I started playing, I'm like, all oh, these eagles are cool. And I'd play with them like these eagles suck. <laughs> Charge them into a unit of warriors, and they didn't do anything. They just died. I don't understand these eagles. It, it took me a little while before I understand the nuances of movement, and it's just not all about charging things headlong and oh no, hoping you win the combat. Yeah, it's. I mean, at least not for the, not for the armies uh, you play. Yeah. Well, many armies. If you're going to get into combat, you want the combats that you want, right? Not what your opponent wants, right? So, so I guess that's it. We've got a definite enough for a show here, I think. Unless you've got anything else you want to, know, to think about about writing lists. That's, okay. that's about it. And double check your list. If you're using an army builder or a quartermaster or something like that, that's fine. But please double check the math because sometimes things are wrong. <laughs> so sure. Last thing you want to do is show up with an illegal list or a completely, you know, something that's... Right, or missing points that you might need. Missing points you might need, or accidentally having too many points because right. you miss, you know, misadded. Oh, I, yeah, these guys have lances, you know, but you forgot to <laughs> you forgot to put them in, right. you know. Oops. I thought I did, you know. It's where's my dispel scroll? Yeah, I mean, and, and that's all fun when you're list building. Hey, the, the quick thing: what what do you do when you when you wind up with too many points? You know, with too many points? Yeah, like you I don't write think your I've list. Ever had that problem? Well, no, I'm saying. Oh, when you mean like I, I'm over? Yeah. Um, what, where, where do you? The, like, the first, the, the very first thing I do is look at my core. Are there any? Let's assume <laughs> your core over is over on core. Let's assume your core is right there because right a lot there. of times it's okay, right. Twenty five percent. Then I then I look at either what am I doubling up on or what am I double double dipping on? Okay. You know, too much shooting, magic, characters. You know, where can I trim? It, it, do I have a big special? block or a rare block that can shave off a couple guys. <laughs> shave a few guys here yeah, and there, drop yeah. a model here and there. You know what I find I almost never doing though is that it, and it's like that's total last resort is starting to take off special items and stuff off your characters. If you've got to get to that then, you know, do you ever have to do that where uh, just a yeah, few points you really got to make a choice? I've done well th- then I, I have to identify what do I want this guy to do? Only cast magic then he gets no weapons. Right. You know what I mean? Is he just a scroll caddy? Then he's a level one. He's not a level two. Yeah. Well, those and part are of that is decisions. if you have those chaff units, because sometimes those chaff units, you can't reduce them anymore. Right. You know, I've got a minimum five in the unit. I can't take any less. I got a spirit host. Well, mm. yeah, I cut points. I can lose a spirit host, but then I'm going to, you know, then I'm you know, I'm only 
20 over. Now I'm 25 less, so now where am I going to put right. those back in? And sometimes you don't want to cut that, so you're looking at those yeah, individual little items. It's a juggling items. act, right? You've yeah. got to add a couple more ghouls or whatever. I could save 15 points if I cut my ward safe from 4 to 5. Right. <laughs> Do I want to run that risk? Is he safe enough with a 5? Yeah. You know, Sometimes that's where you want to go, so yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, okay, well, folks, hope you enjoyed this. While you're listening to this, me and Chris are at Wapaka. Actually, while I think a lot of people while they're listening to this may be on their way to uh, Wapaka. Yeah, I'm going to try to drop this that Thursday night, hopefully, yeah, okay. so that way Friday people can listen to it on the way. In transit. Um, and you and I will be driving in that Friday morning. Yes. We should arrive around How lunchtime. long of a drive is it from here? Three and a half, four hours. So, yeah, f- yeah we'll hopefully get there about one o'clock. Yeah. All right, so folks, we will be back uh, February, and we will. Oh, there's going to be a dwarf review in there somewhere coming up. Yeah, it's coming up. But next episode, we can maybe do a post PACA. Yeah, we'll have talk. We'll talk post PACA, and um, that'll probably be the whole episode. All right, guys, we will see you in a couple of weeks. Uh, please. Um, oh, hold on. Uh, we have a contest winner to announce. Let me look this up real quick. Sorry about that. Sure, I don't no want to get out of here, too. We had the 2,000-point uh, uh, Army painting commitment challenge thing for 2013, and we told people to uh, post, you know, if they finished it, if they succeeded, to post that in the in their thread so that we can shower the winner with uh, all sorts of gifts. Yes, so here Prizes. we go. And... Um, we went through the list. The winner, uh, and once again, this is totally random. We took all the people who finished mm. and posted it like they were supposed to post their army, and we just randomly rolled a dice. Uh, the winner is Mordante. Oh, Mordante. Nice. Mordante and his uh, his his orcs uh, with the lizard men theme. Oh, his yeah. lizard men themed that's, orcs. That's a great army. Um, that is the, on the random choice, that's the one that won, uh, the contest, and I'm glad I remembered to announce this beforehand, because you really should have announced it on the last episode. Um, but so, actually we've got three Mantic, uh, items left in our prize closet, the gifts from Mantic, of, uh, you know, as the sponsors. So, Mordante, uh, go ahead and DM me on the forums, what are, what are the choices for gifts, just so the listeners um, we get a peek into we've the got gift closet? A, a Dwarf King's Hold set. Mm-hmm. We've got a Project Pandora set, which is Dwarf King's Hold, but I- in their uh, sci-fi, in their future the Warpath right. universe. And then we've actually got, um, as they sent us one of their Mantic paint sets. Cool. So, you know, if you just finished painting, maybe you don't need it, but maybe you used up all your paint, so you need a basic Mantic Restock, paint set. Yeah. So I think it's their I think it's their like dreadball paint set kit sure. that you can get. So um, DM me, let me know which one you want, and get me your address, and we will get that prize out to you. And we will be having a new contest soon. Also, for those who have completed the painting challenge, we do have that graphic badge. Yes, to add to your signature. And there's still a whole bunch of people who haven't posted. I mean, I'm assuming you know, all we ask is that you go and, and change your thread. To finished or right. accomplished, a lot of people are going up there and posting failed <laughs> or not finished. We've right. got actually more people going up there and posting that they didn't finish than they did. So it's just like if Maybe you finish a failed badge, like a big sad, <laughs> it's a little face. sad face, <laughs> like a, a limp, limp sword. Oh well, goodness, that's. 
<laughs> Let's not get into that conversation. <laughs> Lord knows. So, um, yeah. Now, okay. Officially, that's it. The that's show's it. over. Okay. Yes. So we're done. We're Dante. Congratulations on the win, folks. Oh, we got a bunch of iTunes. We got about five iTunes reviews in the past month, month and a half. Very nice reviews. Keep Thanks, them coming. Guys. Thank you for those of you who did review. Uh, keep them coming. We love getting them. And um, yeah, check out the store. And uh, yep. and you know, like I said. I know the stuff there ain't cheap, but we're not making much off it. That's just the way Zazzle sort of works. Um, But we do get a little something off it. It does help out the show. If you don't want to get something, if you want to just help donate to the show, do that. Give us a shout-out, whatever. um, Shout-outs are good. Yeah, we love that stuff. We're here for you guys. So we'll be back in a few weeks with some more fun. Have a good one. You've been listening to Garage Hammer. If you like the show, we invite you to join the Garage Hammer community by joining our forums at garagehammer.net slash forum or our Facebook page, Garage Hammer Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter. Follow David at Garage Hammer and follow Chris at Topher Chris U. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach David through David at garagehammer.net. You can reach me, that's Chris, through Chris U at GarageHammer.net. And you can reach both of us through GarageHammer at Live.com. If you want to help support GarageHammer, check the support page or the show store on our website, or leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, thanks for listening.